This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Phenomenal song, by the way. Phenomenal record. Phenomenal fucking record. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 128. I'm your host, Ann Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Young George Freeman, and one half of the culture. And I got my dog with me, Jay. What up, though? Yo, what up, though? Um, you sure it was 128? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, one half of the culture, a.k.a. Tick. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be ticked this week actually. No, nah, this might not be the best week to yeah. be ticked, man uh, And this week in culture, we review the season, possibly series finale Of Lovecraft Country, man We've been on a hell of a ride with the guys And uh, finally come to an end, bro yeah, I mean I'm literally sad that this will not be on 10 more Sundays, my nigga Because like, what's, what are we going to watch on Sunday? Like, literally, like, my nigga I get that COVID and shut down a lot of production and shit, but what I didn't expect was a show like this to make its way through, like COVID or not. Yo, I this was um, crazy, dog. I want like King of Harlem. What was that shit called? Mm. Uh, Last King of Harlem. Godfather Harlem. Godfather of Harlem. Last King of Scotland. Ass nigga. My bad. Godfather <laughs> uh, of Harlem. Yeah, like, I'd be good with that though. That would work. Um, I'll take anything right now. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, but after Lovecraft. I'm already prepared for every show to be trash or at least feel like trash. That was best show of the year. Um, let me think. Watchmen had it for me until this. Yeah, but Watchmen was um 2019 though, wasn't it? Didn't it creep into this year though? I feel like maybe like January. Watchmen was all 19. Okay. I mean, well, clearly, if Watchmen wasn't no part of 2020 then yeah. This is clearly the best shit on TV for 2020. My god, dog. Um, and again, I COVID or not, I think this shit would have took best program of the year by far. Didn't matter what Yo, came out. What a the snowfall season though. Because uh, like though, yo, this could, uh, like think about think about what we this year could have been. Yeah, snowfall. You could have had this shit. Oh, by the way, um, this is us is coming back tomorrow, I believe. By the way, well, I thought that was coming back in November. No, nah, I like, just had my. Tomorrow, and it's a two-hour finale. I mean, two-hour two-hour premiere. Shout out to that. That's some great. That's some great fucking content right there. This is us. What up? Um, yeah, man. I am very, very happy and appreciative. Salute to uh Misha Green and them, dog. Like that was. uh, I'm hurt that this is not on TV no more. Like I don't know if it hit me yet for real, for real. It's probably going to hit me Sunday. 
when I'm bored as shit and football ain't really doing nothing for me and I don't have nothing to watch, dog. Yeah. And then it was cerebral television. Like, this wasn't... I like shit that made me think. Nigga, I don't even know if this qualifies as make you think. This was like make you think, make you drink, make you live your whole... Yo, yeah. you peeped that one shit I sent you? Uh, yes. Saturday Night Live? Yo, with, uh, let's give him a little bit of that, man. Shout out to Issa Rae. Uh, she actually did really well. I watched all her clips from Saturday. She did really well on Saturday Night Live. You could tell some parts she was a little nervous, but... I hate the echo on there. They got to use better... My, I don't... I mean, I get it. I guess I get why it's echoing. And I blame everything on COVID. Tennessee leads by 14. I'm telling y'all, the Titans are no joke this season. They are going to dominate the second half. Yeah, well, I'm about to make a little halftime beer run. Y'all need anything? Nah. Nah, no thanks, man. Oh, okay. So low drinking and still going. It is what it is. <laughs> hey, what's everybody doing tonight? My parents are in town and I could use a break. I'm just chilling. I had a Tinder date with this girl, but she canceled because she ain't really gay like that. So I'm free. <laughs> what about you, Carissa? Uh, nothing on my end. Well, except for wrapping up Lovecraft. What's that? It's one of those Help Me Get a Man books? <laughs> no, babe. <laughs> Lovecraft Country is a show on HBO, and the season finale is tonight. Oh, I've heard about that show. It's supposed to be good. It is great. And as a black woman, I feel I have to say that I feel like the show was made for me. For real? Yeah, Shannon, for real. Lovecraft is legit. And what y'all talking about? Carissa's saying that show, Lovecraft, whatever, is good. Lovecraft Country. And yes, I'm saying it's the best show on TV. Oh, I ain't watched that at all. What's it about? Oh, it's about everything. It touches on race relations, sexuality, gender. Oh, well, as a cis white, uh, those are all things I'm very interested in learning more about. Um, now, is there any history that I should know before I watch it? Julie, don't. Anyway, y'all should really check it out. Like I was saying, it has race, gender, witches. Witches? Yeah, and aliens. Or, or maybe they're monsters. It don't matter. But the things live underground, and it really mirrors the black male experience. When I think about it, bro. If that ain't the most it got accurate, <laughs> oh, it got so much worse. Um, have you explained? Tried to explain what how Lovecraft was to people? Nigga, I tried to explain it to my mom, and she said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just watch it." Cause I couldn't. I was like, "Yo, mom," <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this shit is crazy." It's about Jim Crow South. But in Chicago, but in like a mystical type, it's like, but Indian, it's based off a book. But it's like Indiana Jones meets for black people and space aliens meets us. Because <laughs> that yo, soon as the she <laughs> us for real. When when mom watched uh, episode eight, she texted me and was like. Wait a minute, when did this turn to us? I was like, nigga, Yo, I, it, I can't even tell you, bro. Now listen, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Jordan Peele do on his show, but it do feel like him sometimes. Pause. Oh, man, it feels just like him sometimes, and bro. some of the, how the monster looks, they feel like J.J. Abrams because that's that's in his bag. It feel like I'm watching uh, Fringe. You know what a lot of people have pointed out, and this is probably one of the flaws that I will admit to, the graphics weren't always great on this show. Like some of the, uh, some of the monsters, some of the, peace, peace. 
some of the monsters, some of the graphics, even like the Hippolyta episode, some of the, when they went to some of the different planets and eras or whatever, like they don't always do a great job with the graphics. Episode three at Letty House with the haunted situation. Some of them ghosts was coming in and out looking real corny. Like it, they don't do the world's greatest job at fucking graphics on this show. And I was like, yeah, maybe we could tighten that budget up next year. But if there is a next year, because that's the other part, man. So let's get right into it, dog. Um, first things first, like we always do at this time, man. Rank this episode, dog. We gotta rate it. We gotta rate it. We gotta rate it. What you giving it? What you giving it, bro? I've been dreading this. Um, Same. I mean, if I'm real, I probably gotta give it some wires. Ooh, you went lower than I thought. Like, you went lower than I thought. Wires slash woods. I'm going woods. I, I think I'm. I'm gonna go. Uh, but like, so I'm so, gonna go woods and a half. I tell you. I tell you the reason that they get me. That doesn't mean I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just came off of two of the best two episodes of, the of best TV episodes ever on television, ever. and it was a it was an emotional, the opposite of an emotional climax. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. I, I, it dipped, and um, and then this episode it, it kind of started off a little bit slow. Like we just was anticipating this shit so much. Yeah. Um, that don't mean that I like I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know I fuck with and, wires. And here's the thing, man. Uh, shit, nigga, I'm wearing something right now, bro. Um, we have to stop as black viewers of television, cinema, whatever. We have to stop thinking that when we say something was cool, it was alright, or or even it was good. Like that don't mean we hated it, bro. I I literally enjoyed this episode. I will say. As with most of the episodes, upon second and third watch and additional note taking and researching and all that, I enjoyed it a little more. That first watch was very anticlimactic for me. It only, fell flat. I only got a chance to watch it twice. I watched it back to back. Got you. Um, I wanted to watch it again today. I, I yeah. Every minute of my day has been has been filled with something though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I, I, I still enjoy. I picked up other stuff the second time I watched it because yeah. some shit didn't, didn't make sense yeah. to me. Um, it made a little bit more sense. So I gotta. Um, it, it's wild to be adding in new segments on the finale of a show and shit. But I got a uh, things you might have missed segment on this one. Fam, we why we why we ain't thinking that? I don't know why we didn't think of that. And uh, essentially, we've done that throughout our conversation but now i've listed out one two three four five specific things that you might have missed um in, in this episode or through the season so with lovecraft it's generally a combination of both because it's something that'll be referenced in this episode from an episode earlier in the season so do next week because there's no Lovecraft. Yeah. do we do a, a review of the entire season i mean why not why not extra content. if nothing Nigga, we come in and just give them a straight up Yo, boom. I forgot to upload the episode, the other episode we did last week. So I was thinking about that. And what I said was, if we do this and then potentially do another 20, 30 minutes of uh, afterthoughts or whatever, we could really just get niggas three episodes this week and then be like, Yo, we, got, we did a whole nother episode Yeah, here we shit. had a whole full Afterthoughts, which took up like I don't know how long Yo, that it had was the, It had the Black Bear letters on there? Yep Yeah, yeah. We, I, so I we, we're gonna get to that, man Um, Before we get into this episode, though We do got a few, uh, or a couple Pardon me, 
voice notes that we want to get to. And let's start with the homie, man, the God, the 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 supporter, Rob Silva. I gotta holler at Rob about this weekend. You gotta man. holler at Rob. I gotta holler at Rob about this weekend, man. Cause oh, uh, about that Lomachenko. Yeah, you. Know hey, what man. Shout out to Lopez. I may or may not have won and lost money on that fight, man. Before that shit, dog, uh, I was hollering at one of the homies and shit. Yeah, and like I should have bet. Mm. Like it was a ridiculous. Somebody, yeah. somebody put seven hundred fifty thousand down. One two point eight on Lopez. Yeah. Jesus. So I came up because I bet a majority amount on Lopez, but I threw my just you know, hey Loma is Loma. Let me throw a couple on him, see what it do. But most of my money went on Lopez. Great and shout out to that. I will say this though about that fight, and sorry to the audience who don't care about boxing, but whatever we vibing. Um. I didn't think Loma would get outboxed. I thought he'd get knocked out. I did too. I didn't think he would get outboxed. So salute to uh to Lopez, man. You think Tank gonna fight him? Yeah. I think Tank's gonna get washed, by I, the way. I don't well Tank then no, I don't think that's the case. I think Tank's gonna get washed. I mean I don't think Tank wanna get in there with that boy. Tank I don't think you want to get in there with Tank him. Tank the manhandle him. Or Devin Haney or Ryan Garcia. Um, Ryan Garcia will get knocked out. He's got fast hands, but he, he's he's literally fought nobody. His, he better fight. He better beat Luke Campbell. Um, but this 135-140 with, with Garcia. Yeah. Um, with um, Haney. Haney. Yep. With um, Teofimo. Mm-hmm. Um, with, it's a whole, it's a nigga. 135, yeah. 140 about to be lit for the next few years. That's a fact, man. All right. So anyway, uh, pardon that aside, Rob Silva, what up? Appreciate this voice note. Let's get into it. Hey, fam. What's up? This episode of Lovecraft really broke my heart <laughs> after seeing the ending and the death of our boy Atticus. Tick is gone. Rest in peace, Tick. In the words of Chuck D., Crucifixion ain't no fiction, so-called chosen frozen. Apology made to whoever pleases, still they got me like Jesus. Talk about an iconic scene with the crucifixion of Atticus Black, and then he dies. Uh, One of the great death scenes in the history of television. Uh, I don't see how this show comes back. But shout out to Misha Green, Jonathan Majors, Jernace Molay, Courtney B. Vance, Michael K. Williams, Ajanye Ellis, and Jada Harris, and Regina Taylor. Uh, great show, great legacy, and if they never do another episode, another season, I'm good with it. Because these 10 episodes, super duper fire. Uh, my good brothers, I will talk to you soon. Yo, we gotta get Rob just to do commercials Yo, and shit. Rob like, has Rob voice is so New York. He sound like he been in every Spike Lee movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, appreciate you always, brother. And um, yo, he said it. Yeah, what if what if Rob was saying like the what was the the McDonald's song with the special sauce? What if he was just re- yo? We need to get Rob on some commercials. Rob though. sound like Lee or Cohen. Kind of dude, <laughs> Yo, um, no, nah, he brought up a good point. That death scene with Tick, which, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to the pod, I don't know why. Yo, um, last week's 
this week in culture yeah. Lovecraft yeah. episode was the highest um streamed Lovecraft episode that we've done. Last week's episode was fire. It was. I just want to throw that out there. I think people got on to the pod late. Yeah. Cuz we've been doing this one late, mm-hmm. but yo that yo it's going it's doing numbers numbers. Um that episode was fire and so it's two episodes of Lovecraft that when we walked out of the studio, I knew was fire. So I did an extra job at tagging us places and tagging people. It was last week's and it was the Hippolyta one. The I am one. Randomly. My nigga. Randomly, I'm, uh, I met somebody named Hippolyta today. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, this shit is wild, fam. And last week, I had a Braithwaite nigga. Nigga name was Tom Braithwaite. Email me. I swear me. to God, in my training class, her name Hippolyta. Jay met a Hippolyta. Because I, like, I asked the nigga Jay when he texted me that. I'm like, she good with numbers, fam? Like, Because I know you're not saying that's her name, bro. Yo, I seen that shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I get it. Bro. It's a Greek goddess. I get all of that. But like. No, I don't. So let me, when I say get the fuck out of here, not because there's something wrong with her name. But yeah, like, no. But be, the, be, fam, you never knew a Hippolyta till, la, till today. Never heard the name before. Like, I never knew anybody. I'm, I've been working at my company over a year. I never knew anybody at my agency was named Braithwaite. Till last week. Nigga. First day on the job. Come on, son. <laughs> he come Hippolyta. Come like, on, if son. If I run into a George Freeman, I'm out this bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, no, what if I, a nigga named Atticus come in this month? Oh, my God. If I meet any nigga named Atticus and it's not Jonathan Majors, nigga, I'm out. All right, man. Uh, let's get into this other voice note real quick. Then we got to talk about some shit. We got to talk. Before we get into the episode, we got to talk about some of these Twitter people. <laughs> and we got to talk about Demetria Lucas. And some of the shit she been posting. But let's get into this other voice note real quick. Hey, fam, what's up? Oh, 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 this pardon ep- me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Did not mean to do that. Hey, y'all. Um, just let me start by first giving y'all y'all flowers because y'all did this whole uh, review series so much justice for Lovecraft. I wasn't even interested at first. I kind of looked at it and I was like, okay. I don't know how I'm going to get into it, but after, um, you know, y'all started reviewing it, man, it just really came to life. It popped Facts uh, so many gems and so many history lessons, life lessons. Um, last week's episode, um, mainly about them um, going back to Tulsa. That was my favorite, and it was so emotional. Y'all broke uh, broke it down and brought it to life and talking about the trauma that we've experienced, and and I'm just sitting there picturing how much of that has been passed down even to this Mm -hmm. day. It's like it's in our DNA at this point, and that's scary as fuck. So, um, you know, just thank y'all for how y'all did Lovecraft. Uh, I don't, you know, understand everything, but it's been opened up so much more than I could do on my own. And just want to give y'all y'all flowers because y'all did that shit. And um, I understand, you know, like Ann said last week, y'all got personal shit going on and stuff like that, too. So I just really appreciate y'all for just continuing to come in and just kill this shit every week. And um, I can't wait to see what's next. Can't wait to hear the pot about the finale. All right, y'all. Later. <laughs> Man, hold up, bro. Hey, y'all. Um, oh, shit. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, I ain't mean to start that over. My bad. Uh, Shay, what up, though? Um, appreciate you as always, man. Um, real real quick, though. Hold up. Just so I can, you know, give us our flowers. Because last week was, like, really a phenomenal episode. <laughs> so, fuck out of here, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Get an encore 
That's the first time I ever heard Kanye voice on that. Did you hear Kanye voice? Mm-hmm. I never, yeah. I've never noticed his voice. No, I've always noticed his voice and John singing at the end. Like they stood out uh, really heavy to me. Um, but cooking raw with them Detroit boys, dog, because we killed that shit last week. Like you know what though, we killed last week so much that the same way we just said this episode, you said it was some wires. I said it was some woods. Cause last week's episode was so crazy. I'm telling y'all right now, y'all finna get a pair of good woods, maybe, <laughs> nigga. Like we will never be better than la- last week was us at our peak, bro. Um, it was it was different, but again, it's the content, right? When you give us that type of content, we don't have a choice but to come in this studio prepared to go ham, and we did it. So no, I'm letting y'all know this week's episode will be a letdown. So, <laughs> yo, before we get into the episode, but you man, still gonna get this wood. Though. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> yo, hey wood, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Um, before we get into it though, I want to discuss a couple of things that happened on the internet that I was not a fan of. Not a fan. It's two conversations that were going on on the internet that I didn't enjoy. The first one, I'm going to start with Demetria Lucas and what she posted. Um, Salute to Demetria Lucas. She is a giant advocate for black women, for black people. But this time she went a little left with her post. And she didn't write this, but she agreed with it at the end. And that's my issue. So I'm going to read what she posted. She said, this Lovecraft group that I'm in is dragging the fuck out of tick. I mean, bad. The subject came up. Why Ruby doesn't like tick? You remember Ruby was kind of on Letty head like, "Mm, I don't really fuck with tick. I don't fuck with Montrose. You need to get away from them too, Letty. So one of the early comments said, Ruby is jealous that Letty got a good man. And one of the other women in the group said, and I'm paraphrasing, a good man where Tick is unemployed and living off Letty in her house and he knocked her up with no ring in the 50s and he stayed calling his ex in Korea running up my bill and that lady he whined and dined popped up at Letty's house and he ain't even took Letty on a proper date but she's pregnant. He doesn't communicate right and has anger issues. Letty is hanging around with the magical Negro who already got her killed once and nearly gets her killed every episode since. Who the fuck would be jealous of that? Ruby probably worried that she's had to look out for messy Letty all this time and all her drama with the unemployed is eventually going to fall in Ruby's lap again. Another woman pointed out, well, Tick protects her. And that same sis was like, yeah, he does the most protecting of her after he puts her in danger. And then Demetria Lucas goes on to say, now me, I like Tick, or maybe I like his very fine form because I'm trying to find the lie in what the good lady wrote and I'm still searching. Is Tick a good man or is he just built right? Um, Demetria Lucas, again, salute to you. You do a lot for black people and black women. Um, I like a lot of what you post and I, you're clearly a very, very, very intelligent black woman. So this is not a knock on anything uh, in your real life. But if you don't get the fuck out of here, dog. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Get the fam. We being chased by ghouls, goals, and ghouls and goblins. Let's start from the top. Okay, let's go from the top. Let's go from the top. All right, hold up. First of all, Tick is not unemployed. 
Would you like to? He came to. He don't live Tick in Chicago. literally came from Florida. He said three episodes ago, my boss was expecting me back a week ago. Because I got a job. I have a job. And I live in a different state. So the sis who you was quoting, Demetria, unfortunately, she was inaccurate in that part. Right from the beginning, she telling bullshit. Like, only reason I came to Chicago. Is my dad's missing. Yeah. I can't look for my dad. And then when I came here. I found out there was ghouls and goblins, and I'm trying to, like, you know. Yo, my whole bloodline is a bunch of fucking world. sorcerers. <laughs> Imagine your bloodline being sorcerers when you came to look for your missing dad who got lured to the sorcery place in Massachusetts so they could bring you, nigga. I seen somebody talking about he revenge fucked her. Oh, I saw that bullshit, dog. Like, talking like, about the first time him and Letty had sex, he was revenge fucking her because he found out that tree had had sex with her in high school, even though we learned that obviously Tree was lying. Um, but because he was mad that he heard the Tree fucked her, he revenge fucked her in the bathroom. This, this, My nigga Tick had had sex one time and almost got <laughs> killed at the end of it. He don't know how to revenge fuck. Well, Calm what, down. What Tick said was, well, what Tree said to him, who just disappeared, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was like, yo, if that's I wish he would have got killed. It, like, if that's your girl, yeah. paraphrasing, like, you better go get her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, you know you like the girl, so stop playing. Go get your girl. And he went and That got, ain't revenge for... And, nigga, he didn't go in there just, hey, I know I'm finna fuck. Like, nigga, they both was kind of on like a, is this happening? Is this happening? Oh, shit, this is happening. And then the next time they had sex, it was a little more passionate and a little more like, we without, know what we doing. Without a proper date. Where, nigga? Yo, yo, my nigga. All right, real quick, real quick. We actually try to go on a date. No, 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 no. I'm going to ask you this because I know you and I have both been in this situation. Jay, have you ever almost been killed? Multiple times. Have you ever almost been killed every day for the rest of your natural born <laughs> life? I'm black, so there's a... There's a <laughs> you wake up with it, right? In that instance, do you ever be like, y'all want to take my girl to the diner, my nigga? Like, yo, fam, we trying to find out these spells. Like, it's a, it's no. monsters out the rest. You trying to go on a... Yo, I know it's magic to figure out. I know my bloodline just got... I found out some weird shit. I know in the middle of that, I also realized I have PTSD from the war. The first chick I ever had sex with was a nine-tailed fox who tried to murder me at the end of my night. I just found um, out my father is a homosexual. And who also might not be my father. Um, I found out the man who I wanted to be my father, my uncle, might be my father. But I also got him killed when he came with me to this thing to look for his brother, my father. And also found out that, yeah, I'm actually like a sorcerer of like mad magical wizard power. And at the end of all that, you want to go get a burger or something? And uh, the fate of the world was kind of up to me too. Oh man, because if I don't figure out how to actually hone in all this power and this mythical shit that I have in my body and my bloodline, black people, not the fate of the world, the fate of black people rest in my hands. Because she might take white people to heights never before seen and black people may never fucking come up because I'm the only black person with this magic in me. Let me get me let me read this bar I sent you the other day or today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Oh shit, they didn't took that damn post down. The one on Twitter? <laughs> no, Instagram. Oh, said, the um, one you uh sent to the DM. Yeah. Damn. Wow, they really not fucking with black girl magic. Something about Lovecraft has demons, sorcerers, riches, and all the other stuff, but yet and still white people are the ultimate villain in the Man. Show. And here's the thing, like with all the other shit they got going on in Lovecraft, bro, then we gotta fucking deal with the white people. Like 
take away the magic and the spells and the witcher, witchery and the sorcery, sorcery and the wizardry and all this other shit. We got to deal with white racist motherfuckers who are regular. Nigga, I'm all powerful and got magic in my blood, and I still could get killed by a regular white motherfucker on the street for being yeah, black. Somebody they didn't like they didn't like the backlash. That apparently it got backlash or they got reported. Wow, that's crazy. That shit is um, so let me find a joint on Twitter from the other day that we was going crazy and hold up. I'm mad I meant to screenshot and then I didn't, and now I'm trying to go back. Okay, here we go. All right, so salute to this young lady on Twitter. I'm not going to say her name because I don't really want to give her no shine. But her shit went semi-viral, so I'm going to read this because from what I, after I read this, I found out that this was actually a rather popular take. Y'all niggas crazy. Y'all niggas is out y'all mind, but I'm going to read it anyway. She said, I want to write about why Lovecraft Country took risks at the expense of its black audience and made collective black traumas fodder for a show that is mediocre at best <laughs> how deeply would y'all hate me and then a few people in the comments um doo -doo 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 -doo, let's see i would love to hear that you don't see white people making a fantasy adventure out of white soldiers who suffered in japanese pow camps or making stories revolving around the death of oj's wife which i know they're still mad about that was a random ass transition and you stupid. <laughs> I have no um, idea what the fuck they talking about. Another comment. The disrespect is what I can't get over. The usage of real people's names and stories as though they aren't fucking real people. The whole thing smells very white. So when you when you go through those comments, mm -hmm. you will quickly find out that all of those people who made those comments are corny as fuck. And they don't watch the show. Facts. Facts. Oh, I, this was like between, after episode nine, like, oh, yeah, I've only watched two episodes. Everybody else chiming in. Yeah, I heard that, too. That's why I ain't never watched it, because they be. Oh, so all y'all don't hear you are right. This part, you got a little blue check. You are right. You right for a living. And you out there giving your professional opinion about some shit you ain't never fucking watched. Yeah. Um. So one of those comments on there that said, yo, this smells very white. Nine out of ten episodes of Lovecraft. Well, first of all, the entire series was created by a black woman. Let me throw that out there. Um, and I also throw that out there to Demetria Lucas and everybody who agreed with her they on this whole. He ain't went on a date. Hey, a woman sold, created this. They say they sold out. They not working for the right team. Wow. Um, and then the other part, since everybody's so pro-black, all of a sudden when black people come out with a black show led by black people about us defeating white racists and white supremacists, um. Nine out of ten episodes of Lovecraft Country were directed by black women. My nigga. My nigga. You that don't matter. You can't lose for losing. No My nigga. Way. How much more do we want? Yo, was it last fall that I asked the question, what more do black people want? When I was saying, yo, we had, this was last fall. I said, what, 21 Bridges, Black and Blue, um, whatever that sci-fi movie was that came out. I ain't never watched Lord of the Rings a day in my life. Yeah, facts. But if somebody want to watch a movie like that or create some content like that around Sorcerer and Riches and shit like that, yeah. it got to be white. It can't be black. No, apparently we can't get up out the fucking genre that they keep telling us they want us to get out of. Uh, hood movies and slave movies. Cause like, so for an example, let's say I did, I did Lovecraft Country mm -hmm. in Chicago in the fifties, and I ain't bring none of that race shit up. Okay. Cause the conversation would have been like, 
yo, they going to act like Emmett Till didn't happen? Yeah. They going to act like this shit didn't happen? Like, yep. how you going to do a period? How you going to do this? So what year do you want me to do? I don't like, know. When can I? I don't know. Because black folks wasn't walking free around here in the 1500s. <laughs> like, My nigga, like, yo, they said, oh, it's disrespectful. They use real people's names. My nigga, do you want us to make up fake events that happen to black people by white supremacists? It's disrespectful that you all made up. Fam, they literally got a white woman to get to, to reenact Emmett Till's murder. Just, you know what that scene told me? They had a white woman reenact Emmett Till's murder, and it was just, it was appalling, right, to watch her be killed in the manner she was killed. And then at the end of it, what was even more appalling and what fucked me up more was, yo, that white woman knew she was invulnerable and couldn't be killed. No matter what happened, how much she went through, nothing was going to kill her in that moment. So any of the fear, the quote-unquote fear she had was short-lived and it wasn't real. But damn, Emmett Till didn't have that. And you know what I thought about because of that scene? How fucked up this was for Emmett Till. You know what I didn't think about? Man, I wish they wouldn't have used Emmett Till. No, I'm glad they used his name. That nigga, Highlight that shit. His mama wanted everybody to use his name. That his, was the, That's the reason that we know his, his mama name. mama literally didn't embalm him. Had the entire city of Chicago, the South Side, smelling how like a people, dead, decomposed body. How many people you think knew that? Prior to this that episode, episode, not a lot. And you want to know why I say not a lot? Because prior to the Watchmen, so many people didn't know about Tulsa. And prior to the last week's episode, so many people didn't know some of the details of Tulsa. And I know that from some of the messages you and I have gotten Thanks. about how much we schooled niggas last week. I thought it was like. I, I thought a lot of that was well-known info. Yeah. Like, I had to go deeper into my research bag to get some additional facts because I thought most of that was well-known, especially but, after Watchmen. But I did realize that everybody don't watch Hidden Colors. This is a fact. Um, everybody hasn't read. Or even heard of Hidden Colors. Yeah. Also a fact. That's um, not just even a knock. You type in Hidden like Colors on YouTube. Go learn a lot. That's all I'm saying. All that to say, yo, this was not... A smart tweet. This was very uneducated. And it was, and you see some of the comments of people in there saying, like, yo, I only watched episode one. I made it halfway through episode one and couldn't do it no more. And it was like, all right, so you clearly have no real opinion. So, me, um, I like everything black. Facts. Um, and I like sci fi shit. Imagine not supporting something this black. <laughs> And this unique and this creative. Nigga, they took magic from white people. <laughs> it was Man. like, y'all can't do it no more. Man, imagine in the in the day of black girl and black boy magic <laughs> that you mad that we took magic from white people in a show. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting, dog. But let's get into these episodes. Um, And salute to everybody who posted all that stupid shit. Uh, y'all gave us so 15 additional of me, minutes of content so instead of me like being rude and nasty to them people yeah. i just retweeted them and said hey um listen to the podcast before you write that article yep that apparently you seems like you want to write why don't yeah. you listen to two black people talk about this the show yeah. because i think it'll be a, it would probably be it'd be up to i think demetria lucas blocked me on facebook because my comment was jumping on her page I said this sounds stupid as fuck <laughs> um, But she did not block me on Twitter Or Instagram so I'm gonna holler on there Cause I really do want her to listen to the podcast 
Because I just want everybody who feels a way about this show to listen to the podcast. The fact that even in, in Demetria's comment, and again, I know she didn't write the comment, but she agreed with it, so whatever. Um, that they tried to whittle Tick down to either being a good man or is he just good to look at? Like, really? What if we did that to a woman? I mean, what if we did that to Journey on this show? <laughs> Yo, because guess what Journey was? A felon? A runaway? Um... Shit, a fucking moocher. Cause they was like, oh, he don't protect her. He got her killed. Guess what, nigga? She only went with him because she had nowhere to stay. Cause she popped back up in Chicago on her family and her sister didn't want her there more than a day. We ain't mad at Ruby, we mad at Tick. And then she went to live with her brother or some shit. Yeah, and, and they got into an argument. He kicked her out before they could they weren't even there a whole night. Matter of fact, Nigga Tick went to go there by himself. He didn't ask none of y'all niggas to come to. I Arden didn't need. With me. Hey, Uncle George, give me a guidebook. I'm finna run. Hey, you ain't taking my car. All right, well I guess you coming. Now you got shot. Why it ain't a post then, about Uncle George? Then Tree come pop up. Like damn, how all y'all niggas keep jumping? Tree, why up? are you coming to Boston with me? Where did Tree go? Oh, Tree died. Well, he was. Go- wasn't he going to Boston to see somebody? Yeah, but like it just. Uh, it seemed like he. He was useless. He was only there. And again, we can get to that at the end of the episode, like stuff that we like probably could have done without. Um, Tree was definitely one of them characters. Right now, it seems like he was only there to expose Montrose's homosexuality. Yeah. And I don't think that we needed somebody to insinuate it, considering that Montrose's only friend in Chicago was gay Sam that owned the bar. Like, because eh. Tree only Tree whole little, and then they fuck later. So y'all revealed it. So I didn't really need Tree to tell me if y'all was gonna reveal it. <laughs> scary vibes. <laughs> the vibes was scary, dog. Um, but anyway, man, everybody with the take that Lovecraft was somehow doing a disservice to black people. Jay made a very good point, man. We're not gonna disrespect y'all. We're not gonna say nothing, you know, crazy to y'all. But I will say, y'all sound stupid as fuck. And just like you know, just leave room for um, varying degrees of opinions. Because well, what you may not like, somebody may like, and what you can't draw out and yeah. understand that's for you. Maybe you need somebody to assist you in that. Now I have seen people say, you know, well, I, I want to get into it, but I just can't. It's too deep. They too deep. It's too. And I've written on every one of those posts. Well, you got to listen to the podcast. We breaking it down, and we're we're making it a little more palatable and a little more Something approachable. Like this. So, there are a bunch of different hidden gems in there. Facts. From scenes that were recreated from Gordon Park shots, because he's a famous photographer from, from, from Chicago. Facts. Um, so, I mean, just saying famous photographer is kind of like disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, but, the nigga's a legend. Yeah. but Calling like, him a nigga is disrespectful. Pardon me. But it's so much stuff that even if you don't know, like, this the show kind of entertaining, though. Fam. Just on the surface. Like, without, without, if you didn't know the backstory of this, yeah. it's just kind of entertaining. Jay, if I were to tell you that in 2020 with all the shit that's happened in 2020 we were going to get a show about magic sorcery jim crow white supremacy white flight black power police brutality and black people winning in the end nigga yo what would you say Talking about, I don't see white people. Nigga, they made fucking uh, Link, Abraham Lincoln a fucking vampire slayer. Literally. <laughs> literally. Like, what you mean, white folks? Like, shut up. And nigga, white people made color purple. Hush. y'all. So y'all rather white people make some shit about us than black people I make it. I think she was overrated, but we ain't gonna get into that. Color purple? Fam, yeah. and don't even get me started, nigga. 
tell you what Mr. did. Anyway, all right, man. So let's get into this episode. Uh, and again, salute those fine young women whose stupid ass tweets we just read off. Because stupid as fuck. <laughs> stupid as fuck. But even with that stupid shit, we appreciate you and we're going to protect you like Tick Protect Letty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a double Aunt Andre, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. All right, man. So. Top of the episode, we got do 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 do. Oh, it came on right with them back at George and Hippolyta's house with the book of names trying to bring D back to life, right? So, off top, first thing I thought was, <laughs> why they ain't do this in Kentucky? <laughs> like, why y'all drive all the way back to Chicago? D could have died in that month. That's probably when they could have saved their arm if they would have stayed in Kentucky, bro. I didn't really appreciate them coming all the way back to the shot. I just wasn't feeling it. I didn't get it either. I didn't really understand Well, maybe they it. had to get the fuck on before niggas before pulled shit up. went left. I yeah. guess. I guess. I could see that. Um, but when they get back, they start reading the spell off. They got the book of names. But as soon as Tick start getting into that spell, he unbound the book. The book had been bound since pre-Tulsa. Um, Pre-Tulsa Massacre. And it jumped immediately to a page that had the symbol that's on Tick and his mom's body, that birthmark that they have, which we've learned is like a mark of Cain-ish. And it's a protection, which yeah. makes um, Christine and them not be able to find them. Yeah. They whole yep. entire family because they wanted to brave white blood. Yeah. Um, and whoever had that symbol on them, they couldn't find them with that symbol. Yep. Which got me thinking like, oh, shit, that's why. Letty had a different. No, oh. that's why he kidnapped Montrose and sent a letter. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, we don't know where you at in the world, so yeah. to speak. Well, how the fuck they sent a nigga letter if they didn't know where he was at? They probably made Montrose, like, giving them the address or some shit. Interesting. Well, they, yeah. And they didn't know what he looked like either. So, even if you. Yeah, facts. Um, it ain't like Instagram. <laughs> uh, so, they made him. Basically, they made Tick come to them with, a, with, a, with that fake letter and shit. Tick have a weird ass grand page, <laughs> Yo, take a monster though. Facts. Like y'all don't know what he did over in that fucking army. Yo, take different. Murder, like, that nigga got he got Tommy numbers. I can't believe they disrespected Tick. So look, I'm gonna throw this out there before we continue the pod. I was drinking before I came to this bitch, and now we're drinking in celebration of some amazing shit that happened to my podcast partner. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. John so that said i'm gonna say a lot of wild shit on this episode i'm just throwing that out there um but nevertheless uh they start reading off the spell it fucks shit up the book opens up they've officially unbound this book and then tick and letty just passed out and when they passed out they immediately shot back into what seemed like dream sequences but we found out they were happening in real time um so Letty immediately went back to Tulsa. Tick in his dream sequence, quote unquote, went back to the Braithwaite mansion. The uh, while it was on fire. Yeah, while it was on fire. Um, and Letty went back to talk to Hattie. Yo, I felt like every, all those scenes where he went and back, and his mom or grandma yeah. was there. I felt like this was like to pimp a butterfly. Mm. 
Um, you know, on the Pimper Butterfly, he would say a poem after mm-hmm. every song, and after every song, the poem would get a little bit longer. Yeah, and then at the end, you yeah. hold the entire poem. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, we seen that whole little run through the hall like five or six times. So many times, especially you know through saying? the initial three episodes. Yep. And then at the end, we finally actually got that to unfold and hear yeah. a whole entire conversation. So, uh, Tick went back to the Braithwaite house in his uh, sequence. And he saw Hannah. Hannah, again, for those who don't remember, is the pregnant woman who kept appearing in the fire throughout the series um, from episode two through the end. And Hannah is, I want to say, like, Tick's great, great, great grandmother. I don't remember how many greats, but she was a slave under Titus Braithwaite's watch at the Artem mansion and he raped her impregnated her and he didn't realize that when he impregnated her he would pass along his bloodline and all the magic that he had within his body because him being a dumb archaic ass nigga didn't realize that hey nigga if you got braith white blood and braith white blood is magic you're gonna pass that even if you're passing along to a black slave so hannah knowing that she had magic and being around Titus enough to kind of learn from him. She used the magic in the book of names and she basically gave her and all her descendants the mark of Cain um, as a means of protection, which Jay just mentioned. So that birthmark was the mark of Cain, but it was her version of it. That's why it was shaped a little different than the one that we see on Letty because it's the mark of Cain for her family um, and not for necessarily the Braithwaite family. And anyway, She used that, and that's how she escaped the burning house back when Titus Braithwaite tried to do the spell that Sam Braithwaite did later on Tick and ended up dying. That's why she made it out. And if you go back to episode two, it's a scene with William, and William says, we're standing in a replica of the original lodge, which burned down during the autumnal equinox in 1833. It was an unfortunate accident that killed Titus and everyone else inside. Then he stopped and he goes, well, almost everyone. Hannah was the one who didn't die, but they didn't know how she didn't die and they couldn't find her, couldn't keep up with her. That's how she was able to get her family over to Oklahoma and all of that. Um, So just a little for those who didn't know who Hannah was or why she kept appearing. Yeah. All right. And then um, when Tick goes back to talk to Hannah, Letty goes back and she's talking to Hattie. That was the grandma um, from the episode last week where they were in Tulsa. And Hattie told Letty, because Letty was freaking out, like, oh, my God, why am I back here again? Because when she popped up, did you realize they were also in the fire as well? Yeah. So she goes, oh, my God, like, how did I end up back here? And Hattie was like, cool out, cool out. Like, the baby in your stomach brought you back here. Like, you unfortunately... Well, not unfortunately, but whether you like it or not, you're a part of this bloodline now because of that baby in your stomach. And she was like, but, but, but Atticus and Hattie was like, look, Atticus got his own burden of beer. And now both y'all need to learn what was lost back when Hannah died or when she escaped the Braithwaite mansion. So Tick over there with Hannah, they were kind of doing a back and forth between Tick and Hannah and Hattie and Letty. Um, And while Tick's talking to Hannah, Hannah told him, I ran from Master's house until I couldn't run no more. 
but I knew there was nowhere I could go where we'd be safe because at the end of the day, I'm still a slave during this time. She said, my child would have master's blood and would always be seen as a source of power to all of those in the order. So I used a spell master worked on himself to keep our bloodline hidden from all who know magic. So until they figured out that Montrose was possibly the dad of a Braithwaite, because they had to go to Montrose because they couldn't go maternally. Yeah. Um. So once they figured that out, that was the only way they would have been able to get to Tick. Because other than that, for centuries, they didn't know, or not centuries, decades, they didn't know who Hannah's bloodline was. Also, they she explained that, like, I kind of learned some shit from them. And yeah. through the... The book of spells is how what they call it. Yeah, we, yeah. They calling it the we calling it the book of names. Book of names. They were saying the book, book of spells. Book of spells. Yep. Basically, I look at the book of spells and I created this alternate, this little, this little pocket in time. Yeah. Essentially, um, and I now that I think about that, now I think that every time we thought that they were dreaming, mm. they were snatching them and sending them back there. Mm. The so, ancestors yeah. were taking them. Mm. Cause Letty and. Tick had this quote unquote same dream. No, Facts. I pulled y'all back in. Facts. We trying to show you something. Yeah. I get that. I like that. Um, so then over on the uh Hattie and Letty side, Letty's telling her that, you know, this book of spells, book of names, has been protected by our family for generations. And now it falls on you. Again, Tick has his own burden to bear. She essentially telling her, Tick gonna die, fam. Yeah. This ain't for Tick to protect. Yeah, he like, I can't take the book. No, you take the book. Yeah, no, you have to take the Tick book. Here. Tick's gone. We already know that. His mama knows it. And really, he knows it. He's already seen it. And so did the nine-tailed fox in Korea. So that said, nigga, I need you to protect this book. And she said something that I thought was real profound. She said, do not do what Hannah did when she bound the book out of fear. Do not cripple your son with your doubts. Because we've been seeing you talking all that shit to Tick about you being scared of him and the magic. Mm-hmm. Like, yo. Embrace this, this shit. This is not no curse. This is a gift. Guess how... Ooh, nigga. Well, fuck it. Hit one of the bitches, <laughs> nigga. There you go. <laughs> Scary vibes, nigga. So then um, Tick tells Hannah that I unbound the book to save D. Hannah responded, you gonna save them all. Nigga. I like how she said that shit. Boy, when she said that shit, I was nigga chills. And she was looking. It's like, I believed her. Man. You gonna save them all. No, you ain't just saving D. You saving them all. And then Hannah kind of disappeared in that moment. And then Tick saw his mom. And when she popped up, that's when that boy Jonathan Major started acting, dog. He immediately turned into a little boy. Curled up on his mama, dog. Started crying. Because then it hit him. I legit will lay on my mama lap. Like oh, oh man, give me up, oh, give man. me what the little room that I can go into. I got a little pocket, man, <laughs> dog. And he laid on <laughs> his mama lap. He curled up, dog, and he said, "I don't want to die, mama. Keep it real with you, dog. Like all this magic shit and all this like hold the family down and all these generate. That's cool, but I don't want to die, dog. So when you think about when you're trying to call somebody mm-hmm. or trying to despair somebody, ask them if they're a good man or not. Yeah. Um. Imagine sacrificing your life for the greater good of your entire family, including the woman carrying your current child and being told you ain't a good man because you ain't took her on a proper date. Like, is this somebody that you would die for? I mean, that's rhetorical, but like... You want a nigga to die for you? Or, matter of fact, I'm going to ask you, you want a woman who would die for you or who would take you out on a proper date? 
<laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know what the vibes are, man. Um, I want to know the type of nigga I pop with, bro. I would prefer her not to die for me. I prefer it to be the other way around. Take me on a date. Don't die. Yeah, I'll die man. for you, but don't. I don't. You don't have to die for me. What if you told your woman, "Yo, I die for you," and she like, but what about the, what about that prime and proper though? <laughs> but you ain't tuck me in the ocean prime though. Oh my god, dog! The disrespect to tick is paramount. Um. Anyway, so. Tick's mom said, if we ain't walking toward the altar to sacrifice ourselves for something important, then this, what is our purpose? This is bold. What's up? And I'm about to say it anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, again, I don't got no kids, right? <laughs> we definitely don't have no kids, dog. But I don't know like, if y'all thought that changed since last episode. Bro. I be seeing niggas talking about what they, what they would do for their kids and not do anything for my kids. Would you no, die for me? You know, I know a lot of y'all not dying. A lot of y'all won't pay for your kids, so <laughs> nigga, I do anything, nigga. You won't go pick them up. Like what you talking you about? Literally bro? won't pay that thirty a month, bro. Oh shit! Uh, I'm not gonna say a lot of things I want to say right now. You left, your, you left that. You left your, your your pride and joy at Cedar Point. You wouldn't go pick them up. <laughs> I do anything. All my stories. You won't of, go to Sandusky. God damn it! <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine not taking your kid to Sandusky. I die, but dog. shit, Ohio. Fuck that. <laughs> Get on the roller coaster, this little motherfucker. Oh shit. Oh shit. So then, um, Hannah told him, uh, if we ain't walking toward an altar of sacrifice or an altar to sacrifice ourselves for something important, then what is our purpose? And she also told him that. Um, this is Tick's mom, Dora, not Hannah. And she said, um, Hannah's spell will change everything so now he done been told yo you ain't just saving d you gonna save everybody and now he's being told that spell that we need y'all to get off will change everything you just don't know it yet so stop being afraid to die worry about how you live the rest of your life right Tick now. ain't dead these witches just scared <laughs> <laughs> <You can't be. laughs> uh, so then um in the dream after he talks to his mom, him and his mom uh, kind of appear in Tulsa, and now they're in the same house with Letty and Hattie. And Hattie, who I really love her character, by the way, like too. the actress portraying her, she's just really commanding, and she kind of takes her, and she look hella mean, so she give me why grandma she, vibes. Why she be, free, be from the UK and shit? <laughs> like if she called me a bloke I'm out of here, dog. Um, I did a good job acting, and it. <laughs> So she brings everybody together They surround the bed And she said Alright now I need everybody To focus on D And they start to cast a spell To bring D back to life Because D is um, Currently in Topsy stage If you remember last week Christina just restarted The spell that Captain Lancaster cast But told them Without a blood connection Between Lancaster and D She couldn't reverse it totally So she was like The only other way Is to book a names so they got there. That's why they went to Tulsa in the first place. And now Hattie has them doing the spell so they could bring D back to life. One of them was like, the power is in the blood, or it was something they said, yeah. but it stood out. Like, I thought that meant something different. So I don't forget she, the exact quote. She told them, focus on D. And this is in the dream sequence, but as they're doing the spell in that sequence, Tick and Letty are still passed out in front of uh Hippolyta and Montrose and D's comatose body. And then as they're doing the spell in the dream, 
D starts coming back to life. Her little uh, Groot arms start moving and shit, and it got real. Groot. She, I, I was, I was real sick that she came Groot in the arm, dog. Yeah, that's um, funny. so her arms start moving, she and then what, she don't know what Groot is. Yeah, no, she did. <laughs> we can tell Joy is not in the Marvel universe right now. Dog. She don't know what Groot is. You are not. A, type in Groot on your phone. G R O O T. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And salute to uh, we got one of somebody our, I steal content from. <laughs> <laughs> we got the the lady that Jay steals content from, and one of my homies, man, our family in here. Uh, she in the studio with us. Shout out to her, but she don't know what Groot is, so unshout out to her. Um. Anyway, in the dream, they casting a spell in real life. D's starting to come back, and then yeah, that's Groot. That's Groot. <laughs> she just figured out who grew was oh and uh salute real quick random aside but salute to jenny man happy birthday um to the homie jenny that's the voice y'all here at the top of the pod my uh, number one shooter one of jay's best friends my motherfucking dog um salute to her happy birthday also happy birthday to my nigga kev man my brother my best friend uh anyway back to the show so while they're uh bringing d back to life montrose He's sitting there and he like, yo, um, all right, let's wake these motherfuckers up. So they shake Letty and Montrose up, and then Tick is like Montrose think that's the good for everything. Montrose is gonna <laughs> shake the shit out you if you knocked out. I'ma just throw that out there, dog. So when D comes back to life, Montrose or I'm sorry, Letty and Tick wake up. Um, D arm is still messed up. She can't get that arm back but anything else turned back to normal she no longer in topsy state she got the hand from um from scary movie too <laughs> <laughs> use my strong hand oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> dj paul <laughs> dj paul is a dog one you cannot you trust, trust. You <laughs> i'm sorry god damn it hey listen it's this, hot in here it was bro. the bel air I'm about to crack this brew in a minute. Um, all right. So now take Montrose and Letty all hanging out in the kitchen, and they like, look, all right. Now we need to get back to business, and we need to do that spell that Hannah told me and Letty about in that dream sequence. Um, but the issue is we got to do a blood tie between Titus Braithwaite and Christina Braithwaite. Titus is dead. Titus died two generations ago, so they got to do a spell to bring him back. And then get a piece of his body to do the blood tie between Christina and Titus and Tick. Tick ain't dead. These witches just scared. Facts. Y'all kill it. Y'all bring niggas back just to kill them and Facts. take pieces of meat from their chest. And here's the thing, dog. I seen y'all kill Letty and bring her back 10 minutes later. And he was going to bring Uncle George twice. back. Twice. They killed Letty twice and brought her back. It's <laughs> one piece of something happened this episode that I don't understand. I think I know where you at and we're going to get to it, man. So, um... Montrose is kind of trippy though. Montrose like, yo, Tick, I don't, I get what you saying about Hannah and the spell and all that shit is cool, but you gonna die in that ceremony, bro. You already told us. You seen it in the future. The little Korean motherfucker telling us this shit. You gotta trust her. She a fox. Like, nigga, this shit ain't going right, dog. I don't want you to die. And Tick like, look, nigga. He said, look at what we've been through to get here. Monsters, ghosts, a magical treasure hunt, the past, the future. Like, nigga, we'll be all right. Monsters, ghouls, what are we all in common? Everybody knows I'm a motherfucking monster. Um, so then 
Tick and Letty like, look, man, let's do the spell to bring back Titus Braithwaite. Cut him up real quick. Get a piece of his body. So this one, he lied to his pops. And um, he was like, yo, we already know that you're going to die. He oh, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This is just. He was like, this one version of yeah. the future. Now, Letty was told he was going to die yep. in so many words. And Tick told him, I'm going to die. Yeah. But now he used him when Hippolyta said. Yeah. And then when he said that shit, like, well, Hippolyta said is one thing. Yeah. But you just talk to your mama and your grandmama and your great great grandmama or some shit. Yeah, you know you out of here. Yeah, that's why um, Letty looked at him. Yeah, she looked up from that table like, yeah, uh, nigga. You know that ain't true and shit. From what I heard, you gonna die like a motherfucker, dog. Yeah. So uh, that was the lie to yeah. get his pops to help him with the whole thing. Yeah. So um, Tick and Letty to go back and do the spell to bring back Titus Braithwaite. They need to go to Titus's tomb. Which is in Boston at the museum with Epsom salt. Facts. <laughs> Yo, how much did they pay Mortons? I don't know. Cause they used so much salt in this episode, bro. I didn't get the the salt they was using outside. Like where what where they who? They was creating a triangle or whatever. Yeah, I didn't get it. You ain't never used salt outside, like in, in your forest, like. Like y'all was going, cause they was like the salt supposed to trap them in. So yeah. if Christina was going to run, she's going to run like three square miles or triangle miles. Um, like I, I, mean, don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't get it. Why it ain't other shaped miles? Like why it's only square miles and know. square footage, cubics and shit. I don't like it. Um, so they get on the magic elevator. We ain't seen the magic elevator in like five episodes. I dog. mean, they could have got the, they could have went on the damn magic elevator and got D there quick as fuck. I mean, no, nah, they drove. They had to drive. Ain't that where they go to, though? Well, the magic elevator, I think, only go to the museum in Boston. I don't think that might go nowhere else because th- it take you to them little tombs underground or whatever. So they jumped on the elevator while they was on the elevator. As they go further and further underground, the water start creeping up. You knew where they was headed. Um, but one thing happened in this scene that I wouldn't have noticed except for my girlfriend who got corrupted by Demetria Lucas. She goes, I mean, you know, I totally get what y'all saying. Like, yeah, this ain't a romantic comedy or whatever. This ain't a, it's not that type of show, but I would like if he just showed some affection. And then right when she said that, Tick yeah. grabbed her hand and kissed her on the forehead. And she was like, see, that's all I wanted. I was like, fam, you finna die. Die though, like die. Like y'all want affection and I'm finna die. Kiss me on the forehead, nigga. What? Men don't, man. Scary vibes. Hit that shit, bro. <sighs> so they go down to the museum um, back from episode four, and this is where they going to do the spell to summon up Titus and get a piece of his body. So they do the salt, hella Mortons in a triangle. They do the whole, or in a circle. They do the whole thing. They start saying all these weird Artem words and book of Adam, language of Adam, whatever. Was it you or like was you not trying to pay attention when they were speaking that language? I don't get involved in none of that Chucky uh type language. Every time they start doing that, I was kind of like trying to not. No, nah, I'm hearing off into yeah, my I background because I don't, don't want to catch whatever y'all saying, yeah. bro. Because here's the thing, y'all could be saying a bunch of gibberish, but you Until could also be casting a spell on me, <laughs> like, nigga. So I'm cool, nigga. Nah, I'm straight. Don't wake up with a fucking horse foot on me. Nope. So they Topsy do they spell. Yeah, nah. Nigga, first of all, I wish I would see Topsy and Bobsy run around my neighborhood, nigga. You ain't gonna, uh, you got served dance battle on me up the block. Ain't gonna work. So they do the spell. Titus Spirit shows up and immediately who was like, nigga, who, who the fuck is this nigga? 
Boy, he got off like seven, eight niggas in uh, record got time. In, yo, first of all, he looked like the white professor from Power. I had to Google and make sure he wasn't him. Second of all, like who he said, you, who the fuck is this nigger? Who's nigger? Who's <laughs> nigger is this? <laughs> And niggas. Yeah, 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 I gotta get him. Y'all know. niggas wasn't on the ground that early, man. All right, so <laughs> I got a whole segment on Shop Talk called this. Oh like. shit, facts. Whose nigger is this? <laughs> and uh <laughs> Yo. This nigga disappeared. That nigga went directly to his da- granddaughter. Was nigga like, said you let this nigga out the goddamn stable? <laughs> the niggas got the book. Like, damn. Yo, imagine being dead for like decades, right? Or centuries. Still hate niggas. And when you pop back up, you realize, I know this nigga ain't bring me back. And you go leave your death ghost and find your granddaughter. Not <laughs> only had these niggas learned how to read, they know ancient texts. Niggas got a goddamn book. And so, oh, when they conjured him up, they also conjured up Hannah yeah. down there because you well, got to bring an ancestor. Well, they conjured him, and mm-hmm. him and Letty thought they was about to get their shit off and just snatch my man up. And, and Titus kill is way him. too powerful. And he was like, "Hey, yo, get the fuck off me! This Epsom salt don't work." Yeah. So when they then they went and got backup, and then he was like, "Ain't no MSG in this salt. You can't capture me without MSG, nigga." So when they snatched him back, they went and got Granny. Yeah, great granny had to shit. bring Hannah back, and um. But before they brought Hannah back, he popped over because he was like, "Nigga, y'all trying to stab me and shit. Let me get up out of here and find Christina." Yo, why do we, why why her driving? Why is her steering wheel on the other side of the car? On, on Christina, the yeah. Um, I don't know. She probably British too, nigga. Like all the black. Like I don't understand. In the it's it's on the wrong side. And where her and Ruby coming from? They went on a date. They went to Ruby Tuesdays. Clearly, is that how we got Ruby Tuesdays? Mm. <laughs> Scary vibes, yo, nigga. y'all niggas. They know Misha Green was trying to tell you, niggas. Come on, son. Y'all I n- bet you it was a Tuesday night. I y'all bet you niggas it was not woke. These niggas not woke, nigga. Matter of fact, <laughs> 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 yeah, we lost. Oh shit! All right. Um. So when he popped up on Christina and Ruby, he caused them to have an accident and almost killed Christina out this much. She popped through the fucking windshield. What happened to Ruby in the crash? Ruby was just cool in the car. Ran into a whole pole. She was good. Because she was on the passenger side. Uh, What you call was driving and she kind of swerved and it hit on her side. But Ruby still would have like hit something. Ruby did as hell. Her seatbelt got her. Yo. (laughs) Christina went through the window because she slid right through that little seatbelt. Yo. And then Ruby was like. What was the game they played on Insecure Celebrity Heights? <laughs> we need to play that with Ruby. Yo. Because <laughs> I need to know. Hey, yo, Ruby was Bam Bam Bigelow whooping uh, <laughs> Ruby Letty was towering <laughs> over my TV, hey, nigga. nigga Letty was, she was whooping the fuck out of Letty, dog. Fam, I need the 78-inch because that 70-inch did not catch all of Ruby's legs, nigga. Nigga, she grabbed her ass one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So... He popped up on Christina and Ruby and was like, yo, y'all let them niggers get the book of names? Like, what the fuck? He was looking at Ruby like, that Ruby, I pointed, thought you was my nigger. He pointed like, those niggers had to. And before he even got it out, the book of names, they was able to pull him back. They pulled him back to the museum. This time they got Hannah there with him he as backup. Like, you disloyal, fool-ass, fool ass, bitch-made, bitch-made slave. 
Nigga, he was mad as shit at Hannah. He was I like, "I taught you how to read, and it's the motherfucking thing." Nigga said, "I gave you more than any nigger ever had." I gave you this white peen. <laughs> kind of did though. <laughs> gave her magic. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> he stole like, that shit. And that's what Hannah came back with. She was like, "Nigga, you couldn't give me what was already stolen." It's, it's called black magic, goddamn it. But even in my crib, I was like. Still kind of gave it to you. I'm like, you took that nigga book. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you stole the book. That shit is, all the spells is made off that nigga blood and shit. You stole the book and closed it. Now we can't use it. We doing all this because you closed it, by the way. Um, So they did the spell. They got him trapped in the salt. Tick grabbed that nigga, cut the shit out of him, stabbed him up, cut a piece of his chest out. Now he got his flesh. He and gonna then use send that. Send it back to eternity with an yeah, yeah, yeah. open chest. Yeah, now you going back. Now you dead, dead. Like, how you bring the nigga back from the dead? To kill him. Bring Tick back, man. Call that shit a rap, dog. Bring Uncle My George man. back. That big ass book got a whole bunch of spells in it. Real quick. Because you just said the only thing this season that made me like, like I can't come back from it, Matt. They really was done with Courtney B. Vance after two episodes, dog. That shit, wow. You got the Detroit legend. 2.25. 2.25, because he was in uh, I Am. Yeah. Um, But then, even in I Am, they brought him back and made that nigga hella misogynist real quick. Like, yeah, hey. He apologized. He did, but by the end, it was too late, because the nigga dead. We got to die just to get... Man, all right. Anyway... So they brought the nigga back, um, stabbed him up, took his flesh. Now they got one piece of the puzzle because they need Titus flesh, Christina body, and Tick body. So they got Titus body and Tick body. So now they just need Christina. While they figuring that out, D mad at her mama now. D back. She a regular little girl with a fucked up arm. Um, and she like, yo, Ma, you left me. Here's the thing. Last week's episode started off with them arguing about who left D, right? Now D mad because her mama left her in the fucking. Now D a super villain. Yeah. <laughs> but look, what fucked me up? We got two different parts of scenes and our podcast where we discuss, yo, they left D. That was fucked up. D like 12. And then what they do at the end of this episode? Left her, left her ass in the car with the radio off. I'm yeah. saying. Yo, you, D, you, lock these doors. <laughs> do you, like, first, why'd you come? Um, but I mean, who's gonna watch her? Yeah, you couldn't leave her with Ruby. Ruby but with the whites. Do you take her out? Because if she would have came out the car, she'd have got attacked by the villagers. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I mean, well, we know what they did. I mean, do they you take left. her to the ritual and see, like, yeah. see, yo, died? come watch your cousin get killed. You, who might be your brother? Uh, no, I mean, they left her protected with the Shagath. Shag, how do you pronounce them things? The monsters. Shogath. I don't think that they left her with that though. No, they did. They did. It was in the in the Kumiho sequence. Uh, we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. All right. So anyway, D matter her mama, um, and Letty talking to Ruby, and she like, yo, Ruby, or well, no, she was talking to Montrose and Tick, and she was like, yo, we need to use Ruby to get a piece of Christina. Like that's the only thing left. We need to use her. She the only one who could get close to Christina. Tick was like, yeah, dog, and we need to amplify the intention because it's a bigger spell. So we probably need more people. Randomly, Hippolyta nosy ass left her daughter upstairs mad again and was like, yo, I do it. So they looking good, shit popping. And then while they talking and trying to get their plan together, Christina came in the garage. She stormed in that motherfucker. Real quick, I like the actress who plays Christina. I like her. I think she killed this role. She was like, 
She was dope. I enjoyed her. So she walked in the garage. She was like, yo, Tick, we need to talk. Tick was like, nigga, talk to me in front of my fam. Fuck is you talking about, nigga? I hate when they want to talk me on the side. Don't say what you want to say in front of my people. You know what's fucked up though. If you well, want to talk, you did to me, some homework. Let's go in the back. Let's go in the back. But look, if you want to talk to me on the side though, ask me on the side. Don't come in like, yo, tick. Can we talk, bitch? I know you ain't embarrassed me in front of my goddamn girl and my auntie and my daddy, nigga. Who might be my gay uncle? I don't know. You never know. Nigga. Everybody got a gay uncle. Anyway, scary vibes. Hit that cousin. <laughs> That'll work. He's somebody, uncle. All right. So then she threw out a speech that I thought was really like, fam, get out of here. She said, look, this isn't generational hate. Our families are not at war. This has never been personal. And Montrose was like, it ain't personal. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to kill my son with your spell. She was like, his death is a consequence of a spell that I'm trying to cast. There's no other way it will work, at least not with the tools I have at hand. But if y'all give me the book of names, I promise you, I promise you, boo-boo, that I will not kill this nigga Tick. Like, I'll find another way if y'all give me the book. I kind of believe her, though. Here's the thing. I did believe she was serious. Give me the book. I'm all powerful with this book, so I can figure out another way. I won't kill y'all. But here's the thing, and it was a conversation my girl was having with me last night. We watched it. Um, That's kind of the plight of black people, right? Like, you forcing us to either trust you or trust ourselves. And generally when we've trusted y'all, it hasn't worked out well. So now here's another instance where you saying, yo, just trust me. Give me the book. I won't kill y'all. But here's the thing. I give you the book. You won't kill us. But we also don't stop white people from knowing magic. So it's a whole nother order out here who still might kill us if you don't. And also, I still kind of don't trust you. Even though we found out she kind of was about her word. I later. mean, I might be protective about the rest of my people. Yeah. It, because the rest of your team, the cops and all them motherfuckers, they was out here doing fucked up shit. And here's the thing. Titus Braithwaite wanted immortality. Your dad wanted immortality. But why though? You want immortality, but you wanted to prove that you can complete the spell that them two niggas died doing because they wouldn't let you in because you was a girl. Yeah, I don't want to be Im immortal. And this whole... Like why are you that pressed? And that's what makes me think, mm, yeah, I'm not really with this whole trust you shit. Like, I'm cool. So they told her that. They said, no, we're not giving you the book. So she got pissed. She can't figure out no spell to just be young, to keep making herself younger. I mean, shit, she turned herself into a baby. You know what I'm saying? Easy. You don't want nobody to be able to kill you? Like, why would they kill you, though? Like, I don't even think she cares about immortality. I think Christina cares about completing the spell because her daddy and them wouldn't let her in the order, and they were men. And, bitch, I'm a woman. Watch me do this shit. I think that's what she on. Which, hey, salute, but no. I ain't giving you this book, though. Doing shit just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, she stupid. doing it just to prove a point. But I'm not giving you this book. So they told her that straight up. So then on her way out, she was like, all right, well, fuck you then. And she took Letty uh, invulnerability mark of Cain off her stomach. That's what I said last week. I'm like, man, yeah, she can she gave it to her, she can take it away. And she for sure brought her in this world, I'll take you out, nigga. But did she take it? She did. We're gonna go over when she gave it back later. Um so then uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then they go back to Letty's house. Um when they pull back up to Letty's crib, see the new black neighbors across the street. For sale. Pulling that for sale sign up out the ground, man. Um, And then I thought about it real quick. I was like, yo, either Letty successfully pioneered her way into this whole 
social racial progress shit on the north side of Chicago, or we seeing another example of white flight where now they're like, oh shit, they let niggers in, nigga, we gotta find somewhere else. And then the niggas went to like Hyde Park or some shit. Can't um, go over five percent. Facts. Um You can come into this neighborhood all you want. As soon as that shit hit five percent, either you gotta go or we all getting the fuck out of here. I mean, they did it everywhere. They did it on the south side of Chicago. Did it on the north side. They did it in Compton. They did it everywhere. Detroit. When we come, they leave. I forget I was watching an old clip of Claude Anderson. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, you going into a neighborhood, you think you, you gentrify, or you think you um, integrate in the neighborhood. So insert rich white neighborhood. You think you're doing yourself a um, a service and you're you doing something, but really you're doing yourself a disservice because it's strength mm. in numbers. And because they got a little bit of black folk here and a little bit of black folks here, your your strength is always in numbers. And now gotcha. you outnumber and you don't have the strength. Yeah. Um. Speaking of strength, man, so when they got back up in Letty Crib, Tick went upstairs. Demetria Lucas, don't kill Tick for this. But he called G.I. as soon as they got in the house. He called the Drake Hotel. And that nigga said, "Yo, why you call her? Gotta pull up." So this is my this yeah. my, this is my issue with the whole episode. Okay. I didn't need Christina's blood. I didn't need nothing from her. All I needed was her. All I needed was was, was the Kumi ho. The mm. Kumi ho is the connection. That's mm. how it all worked. I don't think he knew that though. I don't think he knew that she could do what she ended up doing. Why'd you come? Like what you what did you, what did you expect her to do? So in general, to your question, like outside of the episode, but just for the series overall, I feel like um GI was underused grossly. And what I mean by that, her character out of all the characters was probably the most interesting. She was the first character we other than Tick was other the first character we, we saw on the screen. And she was a character that they kept Hinting at her importance. She, she came in. She was in the second episode, too. Man. They hinted at her. He called her damn near every week. We knew. I mean, she had one of the crazier episodes um, and one of my favorite episodes of the season. But I feel like they underused her a little bit. I feel like it was a lot more to what she was capable of doing. And to the point that we just made, I don't think Tick knew that she could attach him and Christina's body together. So why'd you call her? Like he wanted what, to apologize because he's still in love. No, I don't think Tick's still in love. I don't think that he I, he one hundred percent with Letty, but like I don't understand on some logical shit. Yeah, yeah. I get how to how everything played out and why she needed to be there. But like, what did you think she was gonna do? Maybe he was still like interested in because what seemed, she might have known about his death. Because he seemed like he had a plan though. He called like, you know, he, mm-hmm. this was after he found everything. They wouldn't have planned more. Let me get this in, let me get this in order. Let me get this in yeah. order. Like it was a part of the master plan. Like, yo, I'm going to need you. Yeah. You got to do this. But if that's the case. But I mean, when you look at what he ended up ultimately doing, he really just went over there to apologize. I don't know if she was really a part of his plan before he went over there. Now, when he went over there, he learned, um, you know, her mom died and she she was like, yo, once you start calling it, because she was like, I never thought I could love because I'm a Kumiho. And when I met you and when I fell in love with my best friend before she got killed and then when I started getting close to hitting that number 100. She used that best friend term loosely. Yeah, facts. <laughs> then she was like, when I started getting close to the 100th dude that I killed and my mom started loving me again, she was like, I started to feel something. 
But then recently my mom died and I ain't feel nothing again. And I thought, you know, life was trash. And then you start calling me. Yeah, Tick kind of let her down like, yo, yo, that's just because, you know, we've been cool for a long time and I'm yeah. not in your life no more. And that's what you're feeling. He was like, but yo, I don't, I don't, it's I don't, okay to grieve. I don't want you, though. Yeah. But we can be cool. He was, But he did tell her, though, my bad for, like, kind of undermining our whole relationship in Korea. Not our American relationship because I don't like you over here. But in Korea, I really was fucking with you. And my bad because I shouldn't have talked to you crazy when you came to the house. No. But also didn't invite you to the house. So... But nigga, the last time I saw you, you had tails coming out, and you re- was trying to kill me. You I'm saw out. my death. I'm out, and you left me with blue balls, which is also like, I mean, if ever there was some worth death, huh? Hit it. Um. So he was like, "Look, man, we got a connection. We got intertwined destinies. We family." And he hit her with that. You my sister. <laughs> He broke her. <laughs> That's fucked up. So then she was like, well, look, I saw a shaman. The shaman told me you going to die regardless, bro, and that I need to stop worrying about mortal shit because you going to die, nigga, and I'm not mortal, so fuck it. And he was like, well, look, we got a choice. We can either be monsters or heroes, and I don't believe your shaman, nigga. I'm going to be a hero. I ne- Heroes never die. nigga. Okay, Tick. When you die at the end of this episode, nigga. So then uh, we shoot over to Letty and Ruby talking. They met at the mom's gravesite. They had the cemetery. Letty revealed that she was in jail when their mom funeral happened, and that's why she wasn't there. You remember that was like a point of contention for Ruby. Like, you ain't even come to your own mama's funeral. She was like, look, nigga, I was locked up. But she was like, honestly, I really didn't want to be there anyway. Um, and Ruby was like, nigga, I didn't either, but that was our mom. So Letty was like, well, look, dog, you know, one thing I learned, family ain't an obligation. It's an acceptance and a willingness to sacrifice everything in order to protect it. And then she was like, we got the book of names. She pulled it out of her bag. I didn't like her showing Ruby the book of names. Like if Ruby not in yet, like 100%, don't show her whatever y'all got. Because at this point, I don't trust Ruby and I don't like her. She on that white dick. So she was like, look, um... I got the book of names. We going to bind Christina. We going to stop her from doing magic, but we need a part of her body. And unfortunately, Ruby, you the only person who could get it. And Ruby went to fuck off. Like, my nigga, only time you want to be family is when you need some shit, dog. You don't never want to be my sister till you need a favor. Um, Because we don't. We not like friends, though. My nigga, when I move back here, you ain't give me. You told me I had a day to stay with you. But it's different, though. Like, I don't got to be friends with my family. but For them to still be your family. But that's my family. Specifically your sibling. Like, this ain't like a distant cousin, uncle, nigga. This your sibling who you grew up with. Like, I love members of my family that I don't get, that I don't talk to. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But that don't mean I don't love them. So Ruby was like, look, you only be coming to me when you need a favor. So fuck out of here. I'm not helping you do shit. And she started to walk away. But then Letty was like, wait. There's more you need to know. What you think she told her? When when Ruby tried to walk away at the cemetery, Letty said it's more. And then they say what she said. But what you think she told her in that scene? I was thinking it was something about the baby and about the spells and the magics and all that other shit. So I thought that she told her, all right, well, you ain't bite when we asked you, so now I got to throw this in there because you think your girl is... 
all about you. She been about you and she's still about you, but she took my immortality or my invulnerability off me. I think she told her that like, yo, Christina took this shit off me. Now me and your nephew could die out here. Like you really want to go be with that bitch who you made promise to make sure I was safe. Now she didn't took the shit off me. Like, come on. Well, we got to find out when she promised to make her safe. Well, that was like two episodes ago where she made Christina tell her she was like, yo, or no, that was last week after uh, Ruby asked Christina straight up, like, is Tick going to die when you do your spell? And Christina was like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck about niggers. He going to die. And then she was like, all right, well, can you promise me one thing? Like, keep Letty safe. And Christina was like, bet. Like, whatever you want. She's already invulnerable. So, me. <laughs> so, she, um, we don't know what she said, but that was my thought. And then while they was doing that, uh, we skipped forward to D. D is back at the crib. She's sitting up in her room, pissed off still. She scribbling out the face of a man on the newspaper. We're going to get into what all that was later. But she basically sitting up there pissed. One, because she can't draw no more. So her arm is fucked up. And two, the newspaper she was reading. You got a whole other hand over there. Nigga. And your whole lifetime to use that motherfucker. She gonna have to if she anything like me with my non dominant hand, nigga. She gonna be a trash artist for a long time, nigga. It's over. I mean, you used to be a trash artist with your other hand before you started using that bitch every day. So, um, while she in there well, pissed right, off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not artist, but <laughs> <laughs> disrespect your art career and shit. Like, yo, you was a yo, trash. you was a trash artist when you started, but now you just <laughs> oh shit, oh shit. So then, uh, while she in there pissed off, Hippolytus slid a comic under the door. Which I you could have just opened the door because you came in anyway. It wasn't like I don't slide a comic under my door, nigga. Knock and say, "Yo, I want to talk to you." I thought she gonna say, "Yeah, I got this shit for the future, yo." But yeah, I <laughs> thought that's what she was gonna say too. But she drew a new comic. D was like, "Yo, where you learn how to draw?" She was like, "Yo, an artist taught me how to draw named Afua." Um, and she was like, "I want to show you something because D still pissed. I can't use my arm. I can't draw no more." So Hippolyta took her to another room in the house and showed her something. But again, this was something else that happened off screen. Showed her that goddamn arm. <laughs> Here, take this metal fucking arm. I think we're going to get into, I, I, I research my little uh, things you missed. I got some shit because it was a lot of little like subtle hints in here. But essentially, yeah, that's what she showed her was that goddamn bionic arm. So then Ruby went to... Christina and slash William Cribb. She went down in the basement. Christina down there practicing the spell. She getting prepared for everything. And she explained a little bit more to Ruby how she cast a spell to create her potion um, with William. She was like, yo, I did the potion or the spell on the bridge where William died. Um, and she said, I used a mix of his, his blood mixed with my blood, hair, and nails. That was how she created the bodies or whatever. And she goes, you know, you need that to pull off this potion. And that's why I keep him in a comatose state. Because if he dies for real, for real, then I don't have his body. It don't work like that. Um, so that's when Ruby realized, okay, this is kind of what Letty asked me to do. I need like, that blood, hair, and nails. But she, she taking too long. And she stared at that vial real hard. Don't stare at nothing when you're around a witch. Like, don't do that. Or so she, She's staring at the vial. Christina's like, um, what you looking at, fam? 
Ruby oh. was like, oh, nothing. Oh, no, I was trying to remember how you got my blood. And then I remembered that's when you was William and you bit me. You bit the <laughs> shit out of me. And then she was like, hey, you ever been gay? And it nah, was like, what just she, happened? She was like, no, not before. She was like, no, I'm, I'm a gay virgin. And she was like, you trying to fuck? And it was just, it got real weird. And they kissed and we assumed a little bit. Ruby had her. It was just like, I get what Ruby was trying to do. Like, you got to shift gears because you clearly know you got caught staring at this damn vial of blood but they need to sex it out but whatever she finally had her first woman to woman moment with christina and shit scary fucking vibes dog um and then we see tick and letty at the church they about to get baptized letty brought tick down there with them she wanted both of them to get baptized before they went to artem which i thought was kind of i get it i get it um but Tick was kind of visibly upset. He looked like he had been crying when Letty walked up on him. They hadn't been baptized yet. And he was like, man, you know, I'm not really feeling this, dog. And Letty was like, you need a moment? I love Tick's response. That man said, I need a lifetime. I need a lifetime. Like, we're approaching my death. Mars. That's a bar. When you know you, we were just having a conversation off mic about knowing you're going to die. I don't need a moment, fam. I need to figure out how I can avoid this preordained destiny that I have because I don't want to be a part of it the closer we get to it. Um, so Tick told her he needed a lifetime, and she said, look, don't worry about it. God going to look after us. And Tick said, yeah, I highly doubt that. <laughs> man. <laughs> that motherfucker said, I highly doubt that. Tick said, I wish I believed that, dog. And then I was, you know, Bible verses all over the place, man. Uh John seven thirty eight. whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow f- from within them. Um, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. Um, John 8, 24, unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. They are who we thought they were. Man, and it was like they was having a conversation about faith, though, and I just started thinking like, man, Again, this we're talking about a whole lot before we even get to a religious aspect with the magic and the spells and the historical and the ancestors and the preordained destinies and the, you got to die so your family could live and you got to be the sacrifice. But even going back to Rob's um, voice note, Tick, in this moment, this was his Jesus moment right now. Like, I think there's no other way for me to save black mankind unless i sacrifice my own life dog and that's a heavy burden to bear um but unfortunately nobody else could bear it but him and dad already told christina we're not giving you this book so i feel like he couldn't that was his lifeline right there but they didn't want to go with it they didn't want to just read the book <laughs> like like let's just say i don't think they really knew how to read like why book. didn't y'all just go to letty crib because christina can't come in there yeah, and everybody just hang out. And then they wouldn't have walked up on um and with the book and everything. Mm. Or how about this? Cast a spell in there. Um, we didn't made D back fine. How about I just not go? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, is you gonna do to me? I got the whole book over yeah, here. Yeah, I only agreed to come. I can put a shield over this house or whatever. Like, yeah. I got the book, fam. Yeah, I know more spells than you. Now I have what you're looking for. Prior to having this, you had the upper hand. But now I have it. I don't know what to do with it yet, but just, I got it. Like, just don't go. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, we don't see their baptism, but we uh, assume it happens, and we see some scenes later. Then they getting ready to go to Artem. They packing up. Uh, what's the name of the car? Big Bertha, Big Woody, Woody. They packing up Woody. They getting ready to dip out, and Ruby ran up out of nowhere. Ruby was like, "Yo, I got the vial of blood." And Letty was like, "What? Oh my God, sis, get in the car. I love you." Did you believe this at this moment? Like, was you thinking Ruby was really with the shits? Like she had got over on a witch. Um, I did at first. I did, but it when I watched it felt to, fishy. When I went back the second time, she never said anything. She just took and said, Letty, I got this for you. Yeah. And Letty said everything else. Oh my God. And then I yeah. thought to myself, why the fuck did she why is she in a car now? Yeah, I didn't know why she went. Cause if if Gia was random in going, then Ruby, you definitely random. Cause you're the only one in this mug who don't know magic. At least Jihai is a fox and could kill niggas with her tails and see their life. You don't do nothing but work at Macy's, nigga, or Marshall Field. So anyway, so they all get in the car. They head to Artem. They singing songs in the car. Um, Life is but a dream or whatever the joint was called, which is also the song that's playing on episode one on the bus when tickets life first pulling back. Life could be a dream. Yeah, life like could coasters. be a dream. Yep. And, um... Yeah, they're playing that song on the very first episode, so I thought that was a cool little callback. I used to listen to that shit my dad. That's the type of music my dad listened to. Old um, school shit. 50s music yeah. and shit like that. He didn't listen to the 70s and shit. It was always 50s and 60s music. That was his era? So that's, what, that's what I grew up listening to. Respect it, dog. That so- and hardcore hip-hop. <laughs> huh. So they get to Artem. They start preparing the spell. They doing the triangle all around everywhere. They all up in the forest mad uh kosher salt everywhere um tick ate titus's flesh he bit a piece of his chest i didn't really like that part and then he drank the vial of blood that ruby brought yeah that shit whack. i didn't dig it his daddy told that nigga pinch the swallow nigga like get a nigga some uh moonshine gave him a little moonshine to wash it down with and then um tick starts going toward the lodge right and as he's approaching the lodge, all of a sudden, all these villagers just run out of everywhere. And it was like, wait, where all these niggas come from, bro? So villagers popped up. Shit got crazy. And then instantly, I thought this shit was, like, not really going to go well, dog. I mean, you knew it was going too smooth at this point anyway. They had been singing songs and shit. But once he got ran up on, but for- I didn't like it. I knew something was going down when they were singing in the car. I thought something was going to happen when they were singing in like the car. Fam, no one, you you can't. This was like you know this was on some 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 end of end of shit because it was too happy. My nigga, life could be a dream. I thought they even got Montrose singing, dog, and Montrose ain't never been happy like, about life. I'm like, fam, whenever things get really really good in life, it's wait for go the to, other shooter. Niggas that one meme. Uh, that was so accurate when I saw it because something had just happened. It said, whenever your life is going too great, don't worry. Your car finna fuck up. <laughs> and that's what I thought when they were driving in the car and they were singing and having all this jovial, glorious, like, fun. I was like, yo, the ground is about to come from under them. Literally and figuratively, I thought it was going to happen. So when uh, Tick is approaching the um, the lodge, where the ceremony is going to happen, a bunch of villagers ran up on them. They grabbed them and they put them on that 
what are we calling that? Because it wasn't a crucifix necessarily, but they put him on that little wheel where he was going to be sacrificed. And then Tick was alone while he was doing that. Um, Montrose, Jiha, and Hippolyta were at the bridge where George got shot. And they were putting their part of the spell and they symbols and all of that over toward the bridge. While they were there, Letty and Ruby were up in the watchtower. It's the same watchtower where Hillary used to work um, that George thought was the prison for black people. So they at the top of the watchtower and they're putting the symbols in there. And then they were talking. Shit was going good. Letty was like, yo, all right, that's enough symbols. Like we should be good to do the triangle, whatever, whatever. And Ruby kind of was staring off into the fucking moonlight. And she goes, what will happen if Christina does the spell too early? And Letty was like, she can't. The moon has to be at its highest point. Like, it only works if it's there. And then Letty was like, the witch. So, so listen, um, just to be on some real shit. Yeah. Um, I want y'all to stop fucking playing with shit y'all don't really under. Well, I want y'all to stop fucking playing because y'all be fucking with shit that y'all don't fucking know about. So when she talking about when the moon is at its highest peak and they call that the witching hour. Yeah. It's three o'clock in the morning. Yep. That's the quote unquote demon time that y'all keep playing with. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And y'all little songs and shit. Um, uh, if you listen to the music, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't even got a song called 3 a.m. Like they mm-hmm. all reference this evil demonic shit because that is the quote unquote demon time. The devil's time is at three o'clock in the morning. So when y'all playing y'all little shit on Instagram and y'all singing Beyonce songs and all that shit, mm-hmm. please understand, understand what you're saying. That they understand what they're saying. Yeah. You don't understand what you're saying. I'll just say that. But the witching hour and demon time yeah. and three o'clock in the morning, go listen to that. Eminem, type in Eminem 3 a.m. Uh, in YouTube and watch that fucking video and, and 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 act like he don't know exactly what the fuck he talking about in that evil ass demonic ass fucking video where Facts. he in tubs of blood and shit like that. Facts. These people know exactly what the fuck they doing and they speaking through music and you don't know, so they get you to say and speak spells and you have no fucking idea. I didn't fed a victim to this shit. Who the fuck wasn't singing Bone Thugs and Harmony back in 91, 92? Facts. We little fucking kids talking about Ouija. Are you, you with? with me? Like, we literally are singing satanic chants and inviting spirits into us. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, let me. I, I got in trouble for singing that in elementary school. I actually got paddled by my principal, Mr. Wilson. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's wild. But how else would you get somebody to invite a spirit inside of them? If you a regular yeah. church going Christian parent, whatever, whatever, how yeah. else would you get them kids to invite some? Like you, you pull a Christina. Oh, I yeah. can't get here, so I'm gonna get the kid to invite me inside. Yep. So Christina so, and William, and uh, when Ruby says mm, the witching hour, Letty kind of looked at her strange, and then Ruby starts going, you know, I never really like never really understood family until that road trip and so while they were at the cemetery they had a whole conversation letty and ruby that at this particular i I will give ruby good job as far as acting because at that like the witch nar that's cool yeah yeah. i thought that was that was a valid question yeah how y'all know because i'm assuming y'all got to say a spell at the same time she's saying the spell Mm -hmm. right so how the hell y'all gonna know you know what i'm saying um, but when she said I do get this family camaraderie, yeah. she said it like Christina talks. Yeah. She said in her cadence. She shifted that cadence. And it yep. was at that moment 
before Roop, before Letty start making her face, I'm like, yeah. yo, so that's not to be that nigga, but I have shorty verify this if necessary. When Ruby first went down the steps to talk to Christina, the last time we saw Ruby and Christina together, as soon as she got down the steps, I said, Ruby finna die. It's first thing out my mouth on the first watch. I said, Ruby's finna die. And granted, we didn't see it, but something that I said, this ain't going to go well, dog. I, I just had that maybe because I watch a lot of fucking scary movies and a lot of thriller shit. And I just had a vibe. And I can also listen to something that's very big in television and film. Listen to the score. Yes. Listen for that music, dog. It will tell you what when feel. something's about to happen. Yep. It tells you what to It feel. literally tells you what and how to feel, dog. And it was something in that moment when she went down them steps. So I said, this ain't going to go well, dog. And I, I think. We say all the time about the different stories and how many stories it is. Yeah. And you know you got a good writing team when you can understand how stories typically work yeah. and forget all about it because yep. you're hoping for a good outcome. Yeah. We're hoping that Tick and them all can go down there. We're going to see a season two. They're going to beat Christina. Yeah. So you let things slide. Yep. And, like, you, you let things slide and shit. So – in the conversation that Ruby and Letty had at the cemetery when they were down there talking to, or talking in front of their mom's grave, um, they were talking about family. And Ruby was telling Letty, you don't know what family is, dog. Like, every time I think you know what family is, you turn around and do the same shit. And you think that being my family is asking me for favors. So that's what made her comment about family in this watchtower so, like, kind of hmm, like what she say because she was like yo i think i finally get family and what that means and da, da 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 um her exact quote was i think i finally understand the pull of family and letty start looking like bitch you just was schooling me about not getting what family means now you finally understand it what so then she threw the, the um she threw the test at her she said yo man i'm really glad you agreed to help us at the cemetery and ruby turned around and was like of course you my sister and that's when everyone knew St. Ruby. And then Letty was like looking at her. Letty should have played it cool. Yeah, she couldn't. Her face was too like, it was too obvious. Why so, didn't they just kill Christina? I don't think they could have. I think she was invulnerable. Like she had uh -huh. to, yeah, she had, they had to remove her invulnerability and all her like. Because when they was fighting. Yeah. Like. She was Letty was getting with her, yeah. But she like she almost knocked her down that that fucking yeah. whatever that hole in the ground, yeah. so to speak. And she looked like she did not want to fall. Well, I wonder if Christina, when she's in the other form, like whatever body she takes on, if that messes with her invulnerability, because technically her mark of Cain isn't on the other body. So I wonder if that's a thing. Well, William had a mark of Cain on him. The big ass thing yeah. on his chest. But I wonder if she put it there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if so, did she put it on Ruby? I don't know. But we, it was revealed that this wasn't Ruby. It was Christina. And Letty was like, yo, what'd you do to my sister? And Christina, well, Ruby goes, I caught Ruby trying to steal my potion. That little vial of blood? Nah, that wasn't it, fam. I ain't give you me. I gave you some bullshit. That's fake blood, nigga. Them, them fake Cardis over there. And she was like, nigga, Letty, it's your fault that your sister's dead. So in that moment, we learned Ruby out of there, dog. Or is she? 
She did as fuck. You did. But they got to fighting. Um, and while they scrapping up there, a bunch of villagers come out of nowhere at the bridge where Montrose, Hippolyta, and Jihai are. And they come get to scrapping with them. Now, at first, I'm like, all right, this is a lot of villagers. Everybody got a pitchfork. But they was getting busy at first. I'm thinking like, yo, this is where Hippolyta goes into action hero mode because she fought all the motherfuckers. This is why she we went to the different... Um, Cities and all yeah. that shit. She about to get it. Got her ass. And salute to the homie James because he did point out Hippolyta was fighting like very warrior like. Like if you look at how she grabbed one of them pitchforks and started getting with the people, it was very warrior like. Um, I thought to your point, thinking that Hippolyta was gonna turn up, I thought this is where we were gonna really see the extent of Gia's power. I thought she was finna like release the tails and just, but. I don't know. Apparently, there has to be a source for her to release that shit. Like, if it ain't a a man climaxing, it has to be the darkness. Why she there? Well, we gonna learn in a minute, man. So they get to scrapping with the villagers, um, and while they fighting villagers, Ruby and Letty up there scrapping. D just in the car reading Lovecraft Country, the book by her younger cousin slash nephew George, and. She in there and ain't got nothing but a flashlight. And I'm like, fam, y'all left her again, dog. Like, y'all ain't learned shit. So she reading and then she start hearing some, like, noises or whatever. And they're in the forest. So I'm like, oh, shit, is this Topsy and Bobsy again, dog? Because I really didn't need them to run back up on her and give her another fucking uh, spell or whatever the hell they put on her the first time. So I'm like, damn, is this Topsy and Bobsy? But it wasn't. It was one of the... Shagath monsters But then Before it could get to her Like it got to the car It broke the window It did all that It was looking like It was about to get her Kind of a weird piece of writing So in the initial episode Where we met the monsters They couldn't withstand light They were like vampires She shone the flashlight on them Like or on this one Like five times And it didn't really back off So I was like Hmm so was it got to be like a certain UV ray? What was in the basement that Tick put his hand on? Was that his? That monster? was his monster, and so out of nowhere, his monster popped up and protected D and killed the shit out this monster. And I was like, okay, I don't really know. I, I yes, we saw him go to the basement and kind of look. We didn't see the monster at that point, but I didn't know it was gonna protect D. So it popped up out of nowhere, killed the oh, one yeah, that was, I was trying to get her. He popped out. Because he comes out when Tick is in trouble. Yeah. And because Tick was in trouble. That would have made sense for him to pop out in that moment. Yeah. But nevertheless, he popped out. He saved D. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. And then while all of that is going on, Tick is getting strapped up for the ceremony. Um, They put him on the little, like, sacrifice wheel, crucifix-ish sort of contraption. Oh. um, What's up? Letty and Christina fight. To the yeah, Dev and well, she get tossed out a fucking window. Ruby, yeah, I mean, Ruby Stina, Ruby yeah. Tina. Um, Letty was kind of winning at first, and then Ruby just went on and powered up. Laws of physics. Yeah, man, she powered up and she threw Bam, Bam Letty from the top of the watchtower, and Letty died. And my girl jumped real hard when Letty hit that ground. So I think up until the moment Letty hit that ground. I just didn't think Letty was going to die in this moment, dog. Yeah. 
I ain't gonna lie, that kind of shot. Did you think she was coming back to life? I did not. I did not either. I was like, oh shit, they went there, went there. And I was like, ah. So when they kept looking at her and she didn't move, I was like, oh, this the moment she she, did. And then I was like, this fucked up because you and your sister died. Like, damn, dog. Um, so I ain't gonna lie, that really messed me up in the moment of uh of this episode. So that, then and that baby ain't nothing but a month and a half. Facts. <laughs> if tops. I mean Nigga, that baby might be six weeks. I'm, well, that is a month and a half. I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna Roe V Wade me, bro. Not in this convo. Um, so while they were strapping up tick, Christina approached them and she had a few other villagers bring Montrose, GI, and Hippolyta to the ceremony so when tick looked up and realized ain't no letty he broke the fuck down dog because he realized holy shit letty did dog and then christina told him like "Mm, yeah your girl's dead like anyway let's get ready for this ceremony i'm about to take your soul um i think i just got it what how um Lady got invulnerable again. Oh, oh, oh. We're we going to get to it because I got it specifically, exactly what happened. So Christina started to spell. She cut the shit out of Tick arms, um, and then she bathed in his blood. I really loved how that scene was shot. That shit was nasty. That was crazy, dog. And then she started to absorb his powers and his soul and all of that. Um, and then Letty woke up. She on the ground, they showed her on the ground again, and she woke up and she looked at her her chest and she had a mark of cane on her stomach. And um she got up, she started running toward the uh toward the Arda mansion or whatever, or the rubble, I guess, and she got over there, but it was too late. Tick had lost gallons of blood by this point. And she got there just in time to like whisper or mouth, I love you to him before his eyes closed. And then he died. Letty grabbed a sword that Christina had cut Tick up with, stabbed the shit out of Christina, and Christina turned around and laughed at her and was like, fam, you too late. Yeah, because she was, she stabbed she started her to spell. and said her and yeah. started doing a spell. Yeah, she started doing a spell as well. You're right, you're right. And um, Christina just was like, yo, you too late. I'm immortal. She closed the wound from the little sword stabbing. She was like, you too late. And then Letty was like, dog, She's kept doing a spell, kept doing a spell. And then Christina goes, fam, it won't work. The potion that I gave Tick was not my blood. Like, even if you could do this spell right, it won't work. Tick don't have my body for y'all to do this. Tick not dead yet, though. So then G.I. realized I can connect. Tick's body and Christina's body. He already got Titus' body in his system. Yeah. So he ate the flesh. And gee, I realized with my tails, I can bring both of their bodies together. So as the sky was opening up and the darkness is coming down and was presumably about to take Tick's whole soul and Christina was just finna be all powerful, gee, I ran up them little dark steps, let them tails go, and she connected to Tick and Letty. And she saw several things in her vision. We know G.I. sees the future. And in this case, she saw a little bit of the past as well. So That's why, that's why I said Tick wasn't dead yet. I, I wasn't sure if he was dead because yeah. I can't see to your life if you already did. So I wrote down everything she saw. So she they were going back and forth between what she saw from Tick's tail attachment and what she saw from Christina's. With Tick, she saw him getting baptized, and we officially saw he and Ruby's, or I'm sorry, he and Letty's baptism. 
Then she saw him introducing D to the Shagath monster. And like they were petting him like a dog. It was like he was showing D his pet dog and introducing her. And you can assume that that's when he taught the Shagath how to protect D like you protect me. Um, and then on the Christina side, we saw Christina catch Ruby stealing the potion. And then the next thing we saw was Christina turning Ruby's body into the comatose state that she had Hillary and William down there is so she could make the potion and turn into Ruby. And then we saw Tick giving Hippolyta a note that was addressed to Montrose. Then this is where we see it was subtle and it was quick, but this is where we see Ruby or I'm sorry, Letty getting her invulnerability back. They showed Ruby looking down from the top of the watchtower saying a spell. Only when they show it, they show the spell and then they show Letty real quick. And Letty kind of her body like jerk. She was given her. So Christina never broke her promise to Letty. I don't think she was ever intending to kill. Or I'm sorry, her promise to Ruby. I don't think she was intending to kill Letty. I think she just needed to buy herself time to complete the spell with Tick. So I threw just, you off. Just, just like how she was going to bring such and such back to life. You was going to bring back Uncle George. Yeah. After, yeah. All the, after we got. That was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this time around, Ruby or Christina stuck to her plan. Like, yo, I promised Ruby I wasn't going to let nothing happen to you. Unfortunately, you're trying to stop me from doing this. So I need to kill you. For me to do that, I have to remove this invulnerability. But soon as you die, I'm going to put the invulnerability back on you. That way you'll wake up. Essentially, I'll put you into a comatose state for it. Enough time for me to go do the spell. That's why Tick can come back. That's why it can be a season two. Facts. I got a couple other things I think about season two in a minute. Um, But then when all of this shit was over, Letty finished the spell and it worked. She bound Christina literally and figuratively from not only performing magic, but she told her, yo, I bound every white person in the world from magic. Magic is ours now. A bar. And, um... Montrose, who had been knocked out when they got into the fight with the villagers, he finally woke up, ran over to Tick, tried to shake him up again. Dog, Tick, wake up. Tick, wake This scene was actually kind of sad, dog. Because I thought Tick was about to get up. I really thought Tick was going to, I thought Tick was at least going to say something to his dad. But Tick was dead, didn't wake so what up. So killed Tick? Was it the, 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 I think it was because, oh, was it Kumiho? No, no, no. I think Christina did to Tick what Tick was trying to do to Christina and what Letty ultimately did to Christina. I removed everything that made you invulnerable. So at the end, if something killed you, like with Tick, fam, he just lost mad blood and you removed all his powers and then Kumiho did her thing and removed like everything else from this nigga and then i think he just died out like he ain't had nothing else dog like they literally sucked the soul out of this nigga he had nothing so montrose is sitting there crying he trying to get tick up and hippolyta handed him that letter that we saw tick give to hippolyta in the um kumiho sequence and in the letter he quoted dumas from montrose's favorite book and he said he who has felt the deepest grief 
is able to experience supreme happiness. And he said, that's what I want you to teach my son, supreme happiness. Teach him new ways of living instead of repeating what we've been through. And teach him, or I'm sorry, and now you have a second chance at being the father you always wanted. Like basically Montrose nigga, don't fuck my son up, dog. Don't beat him. Don't abuse him. Don't take out all your stress and frustrations with the world on him. Go raise my kid, bro. Deep shit. And then as Christina is sitting there, she laying under all this rubble, all these stones and shit. We see the Shagath appear, and he came up with D. And then D walked up to Christina. Christina's like, D, D, please help, please help, please help. She about to say, I, you know, I, I fix your little, I, I fix yeah, your little like, arm and D, shit. I'll, I, I'll do whatever you want. Just please help me. Give from under, give me from under here, please. And then D took her jacket off. She had been hiding her arm this whole time. She took her jacket off. She had the robot arm, bionic arm. And that nigga Christina got sick, dog. She looked like, oh, shit, I know I'm dead now. And D got down on one knee. She said something. She said, they still haven't learned. Presumably talking about Tick, Letty, Montrose, Hippolyta, and Jihad. Y'all can't leave these white people alive. Fuck that you took the magic away and you bound all white people from magic. Fuck that. Kill them, my nigga. Make sure they never have the opportunity to come do what they was about to do. And when she said they still haven't learned, she got on one knee and she grabbed Christina with the bionic arm by the throat and crushed that motherfucker whole. She crushed that Christina's apple, nigga. And then she walked up to the top of the fucking darkness steps and the fucking Shaggoth got behind her and howled at the moon and that motherfucker went off. And I said, damn it, that's the end, bro. They ended this season... And or a series so ambiguous. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so clearly, if we wanted to, on some magic shit, Tick can come back. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they can get to say the spell, or maybe the son got to be born in order yeah. for him to do the spell and bring Tick back. I don't know. Or it can come back and it be D. Yeah. Maybe D gets into magic now. Mm. And wants to kill all white people. And so, then D getting to this quote unquote bad guy bad yeah. or evil villain bad. Um does like it's there's a lot. The the it was multiple lodges. Facts. So just the just cause the police nigga is gone, that don't mean nothing. Facts. Do the other lodges like try to figure out how to try to get their magic back? Are they trying to do they try to get the book so they can get ma- like how so in the book um, in the Lovecraft Country book by Matt Ruff, Tick doesn't die. So they went like this was like a big deviation from the book. And they had deviated or deviated from the book a few times, but this was clearly the biggest. Um, killing Tick kind of puts them in a whole, you know, different type of zone because now it's a few different directions they could go. They could do any of the options that Jay just presented. Um, they also could just say, fuck it, Tick dead, and the whole series is over. Like we could end it and walk away and we could watchmen this shit. Or um as I read in Rolling Stone earlier when I was doing a little bit of research, Tick could get the Jon Snow treatment and they could just say fucking and bring him back. Or this is what I'm hoping they do. Cause this essentially this could be an anthology series, right? 
And you could turn this same shit into a whole new time period, a new cast of character, a bunch of new, quote, black horrors for them to kind of intersect this supernatural world that we've been living in with these real life historical horrors for black people. And we could basically revisit this story with new horrors. Um, so either way, they got a lot of options that they could get into. Um, a lot of people been asking, yo, is there going to be a season two? Is there going to be a season two? Uh, do, 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 do. We don't know. Um, Misha Green said that she's envisioned a second season, but the network is probably hesitating because of COVID. You just never know how that's going to impact production or they could be waiting to look at all the ratings. I've never looked at how this show was performing. Like, honestly, I thought that this show was being received well by everybody and everybody was watching it. But when we saw all the people complaining about the show, that don't count. It don't. But I, I had never even thought that niggas wasn't fucking with this show. The niggas like, don't got cable. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, Misha Green has said that they're in talks with HBO, but she revealed something that I thought was interesting. The niggas talk like somebody without a Nielsen box. Step oh, they up. definitely don't got a step Nielsen up, box. Step your game up. They stealing. Misha Green did say something that I thought was interesting, though, bro. She said, um, we literally just finished, this is a quote, we just finished putting the finishing touches on season one three weeks ago. Like, we just finished the editing and post-pro and everything. All that just stopped three weeks before the finale. So, episode seven. So, that said, nothing's official right now. So, if you're wondering about season two, ain't nothing set in stone. But what I want to get into, dog, before we wrap this shit up, man, I want to get into some stuff that people might have missed. I found some real interesting tidbits that were helpful, insightful, and also just kind of fun. The first was figuring out that Ruby was not Ruby, but was in fact Christina. It was two things that happened. First thing was, this is probably the least obvious one, was you remember that scene where they were singing in the car and everybody was happy and they were singing uh the little shaboom boom and they was it was fun it was good vibes ruby's in the car with him singing along happy as fuck everything looks peaceful on episode one when we first met ruby and she's singing in the club when she finished her initial song she asked the audience all right what do y'all want to hear now i'm gonna do one more song and then such and such is coming on the stage and they started singing the shaboom boom Life is but a dream. Like, they was going through that. And she was like, I know y'all don't really want to hear that Lily White shit they play on the radio, do you? And then she was like, shaboom, boom, a she bored. She hated that song. So somebody on Twitter pointed out, like, yo, uh, Ruby made it clear episode one, that ain't her shit at all, and she can't stand them fucking songs. So to see her singing that, I'll be honest, every time I watch episode one, I fast forward them singing. Mm, so you would have missed that. Yeah. So that was one thing that um would have indicated that she was Christina. The other thing that would have indicated it was... That was like four minutes of them singing, by the way. Yeah, facts. That, that, they sang the whole song almost. Like, fam, that was a lot. Yeah. For the first... Like, I don't even know what's going on yet. Yeah. It was a lot of singing. They sang that whole song, but if you didn't catch that, uh, Ruby actually hated that song, then again... 
you would have caught that little piece about family that me and Jay explained. Um, Ruby already knew about family, so she wasn't just now learning what family meant for her. Another thing you might not have caught when Dee was reading the newspaper, she was reading the edition of the Chicago Defender that had the headline about Emmett Till's murderers being let off and being acquitted. And that was a real paper. That was the real headline. And she was drawing over the faces of both of the murderers. Um, but what you might not have noticed was, again, that it was the Chicago Defender. Just a little bit about that paper. It is a black news publication that's been out since 1905. Um, initially, all they reported on was Jim Crow era violence. And they really like urged black people to move north. They were actually a part of the start of the Great Migration um, where black people were encouraged to move from the south to northern states so they could get away from Jim Crow. And some famous contributors to the Chicago Defender over the years were Langston Hughes, Ida B. Wells, Gwendolyn Brooks and Ethel Payne. And the Chicago Defender is still currently active right now. Black-owned, black-operated since 1905. They only do online publications, so if you find a paper one, save it, frame it. It's going to be worth something, man. Shout out to the Chicago Defender. Something else you might not have noticed, and this is, I actually thought this was cool as shit. When Hippolyta told D she learned how to draw, and she was like, yeah, um, I learned it from an artist named Afua. The natural assumption was, yo, she learned it in the future. A few, a fool was some like future person. They was actually shouting out a fool Richardson, who was the illustrator who drew all of these comics for the show. I thought that was a pretty cool little tidbit. Something else y'all might not have noticed, and this is about Dee's arm. When Hippolyta took Dee into that room to show her how were the how they were gonna fix her arm, she actually showed her the orrery. And what we don't see is she took D back in time or to the future, rather, to get her arm robotically fixed or whatever. And then when they came back, D had the arm. They don't show any of that, but it was confirmed by a couple of writers on Twitter um, that she showed her the Ori and took her to get the mechanical arm that we saw. And then it was also a part in episode eight where they referenced the robotic arm. It was a scene where Montrose was explaining what happened when he went to the future, talking to, oh, I'm sorry, tick explaining to Montrose what happened when he went to the future. And he said, I was only there for a few seconds. It was chaotic. White folks were rioting and all this was going on before a woman in a hood came and shoved the book in my hand, the Lovecraft country book and pushed me back through the portal. And Montrose was like, the woman with the robotic arm, right? It was D. So D went to the future to save Tick from the future the same way Tick saved his parents back in the past from uh, the Tulsa massacre. Thought that was kind of cool because we didn't know who the woman with the robotic arm in the hood was two episodes ago. And then the final thing y'all might not have noticed that I wrote down um, on episode one, I actually just thought this was a really cool quote, man, and a great way to end this pod and end this season. On episode one, when Tick was on that bus at the beginning of the episode and the bus broke down, he's walking with that older black lady and she asked him what his book was about. And he said, it's about a man who goes from being a captain in the army to being a Martian warlord. He said, I love that the heroes get to go on adventures in other worlds. 
They can defy insurmountable odds, defeat the monsters, and save the day. A little Negro boy from the south side of Chicago doesn't notoriously get to do that. End quote, man. And on that note, hell of a fucking season, hell of a show. I don't know where they going to go with it or what they going to do with it, dog, but this shit was phenomenal, bro. This was really mind-blowing. I am such a fan of whatever they tried to do. And um yeah, man. I'm just I'm I'm impressed. The writing, the acting, the fucking storytelling, like she took a complicated book and further complicated it but in a great way like she made it really cerebral really made you think and really just made you like go into a different pocket man so salute to everybody involved dog and uh yeah man final thoughts anything else man um i don't know what i want do i leave these 10 episodes as just like television greatness yeah um or do you like going in for a season two and then try to and be con- constantly comparing it to season one yeah and possibly not like it you know what i'm saying yep so i don't know man if it is uh if this was it yeah it does got a bit of finality finality to it yeah i think again in the same fashion that they ended the Watchmen, and it felt like yo if this never comes back that was an ending this kind of pushes pause on me on the next hbo black hbo thing fam yeah. don't keep giving me one seasons hey man that's another thing too like all right and again with watchmen i kind of understand because of the history of the watchmen but with this it's like all right we could have we like we could have stretched this shit out for a couple seasons the creator of watchmen said i only made this for one season misha green is saying i have an envision i have a vision of seeing i think she said like i have a vision of like nine seasons of this show I would if she's telling you, I got a vision in my mind. I say let her have it, dog. But if this was the end, dog, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal season. It was black excellence all over this shit, top to bottom. Salute to Misha Green. Salute to Jonathan Majors. That's another thing too, man. If if they do like go in another direction without Tick, he's not brought back, or if he's only brought back a la uncle george where they just use them sparingly in a like a flashback or a, a alternate universe type scene man that nigga did a hell of a job leading this show man and uh yeah salute to journey salute to misha salute to courtney b vance um Anjanu, jada harris like they they just went crazy on this show this shit was phenomenal all the writers this is black excellence this is black representation and um, this is what we asked for, man. We asking for unique stories, phenomenal acting, and yeah, man, Lovecraft Country, beautiful. I'm Ant. That's Jay. This week in culture, life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Episode one twenty seven. That shit came in scary as hell. By the way, uh, yo, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with us for ten weeks of this craziness we might give you all a full season wrap up for everybody who couldn't really bear to get into this weekly um and just for us to get some additional content out there because again i don't want to stop talking about this show lovecraft country this week in culture lovecraft culture episode 127 we out let me spend my whole life loving you life would be a dream sweetheart
shit was fire. 